0: Sad story. You gotta smoke.
1: a remake a homage or a straight up ripoff is it when john carpenter decides to sue because this, we S- stain... wrote... ah. <laughs> this week we are pairing steve stain actually i wrote that let me start the again. because i wrote that guy's name wrong it's not saint jesus christ because this week we are pairing steve saint leger and james mathers but really luke Besson's, lockout and john carpenter's escape from la here with me i have the two perfect co-hosts and they are both on fire seriously because they're great um first up he is the co-host of chainsaw and claws it is patrick bartlett hey how's it going
2: i'm good how are you
1: i am good and also it has been far too long the other co-host of chainsaw and claws it is of course robin taquera hey
3: hey <laughs> it's uh oh my god it is so great to be here again like like i was i was telling patrick uh because it has been a while
1: it has been a while um, it's been, yeah halloween halloween four and the terminator i think was the last episode
3: was that the last one because like i was wondering if it was that or the diploma what we did with uh matt
1: no it was definitely um the halloween yeah but it's been yeah, far yeah. too long yeah
3: yeah 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 um and i was thinking because if if i if i remember correctly that may have been the last guest spot on the podcast that i did you know well, what i'm saying before yes
1: because you, you jumped yeah. on straight onto uh chainsaws and claws i'm oh, so yeah, very busy yeah. lighting up the internet and pod- the podcasting well both of you
3: <laughs> yeah like and because of i i also uh Started my new job around that time. That basically became the only thing I could focus on. Mm. But uh, like you know, because you know it's a tiring job, and I'm just like just really exhausted by the time I got out of work. So I I don't want to do anything. But I've been working there long enough where I feel like I'm I'm a bit more energetic now. So it's like I I could I could start doing this again. And and I was just like, if I'm going to make my return to any podcast, it's got to be for you. Mm
1: Oh and yes, no, it has no, to be. No, should, no yeah. doubt about it. No, I it, mean it
3: has to be for you.
1: Yeah, no, I like, am like... super <laughs> no, glad. No, yeah,
3: yeah, the, no, no, like you know, I love everybody. I love Matt. You know, Daniel. You know, what I'm saying everybody. But if if I'm gonna come back to making guest spots, it, it's definitely for Schlock. Well, yeah,
1: because you so. su- Rob did suggest this double uh quite a while ago because I think I mentioned something about ripoffs and Sergio Leone being sued by uh, Akira Sawa. Because of uh, fistful of dollars and how similar it was to a little movie called Yojimbo, and then you sort of went, "Oh my god, we should totally do!" Uh, I think you at first it was a, um, Lockout and then Escape from New York, but then it turned into Escape to LA, and then no, no, Patrick, no,
3: I if I was it was Escape from LA, it was always Escape from LA, okay, yeah, because um, like I mean. We'll get down to it, but me and Patrick always had like things to get off our chests when it comes to escape from LA. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and and what's there to say about escape from New York that hasn't been said? So, I mean, we'll get into it. Yeah, you know this thing, is true. Escape from New York, but I feel like uh, I'm going to be a lot in, and maybe Patrick will too, in defense mode when it comes to escape from LA.
1: Oh, well, I because- will be with you in that. I found it yeah. quite. As we'll get into, I really had a blast with it. I was just giggling my ass off for the whole whole time. Um, But, yeah, Patrick, you and Rob have been going so well on Chainsaw and Claws at the moment. I feel you're always getting really good feedback. Um, You're allowing the world on Twitter to get into your in-jokes. So when I heard the scream reference, I finally got the cum thing that you're going on about, I think. Um, (laughs) You have open fights on Twitter about which pairings you want or which pairings you don't. I mean, it's kind of like this... Interactive
3: experience, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, 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 we just had the most serious one recently. But, uh, remember that one, Patrick?
2: Yes, yes, Rob, I do. And that thing is like, I mean, okay. My you exact words were you, you suggested son of a it. bitch. <laughs> my exact words where you suggested it were I'll do it, but I hate you. So it's like, to be fair, I still agreed without hesitation. I just was really sad and mad about it. But I agreed, <laughs> goddammit, because I agree which, and I believe in
1: us. Which Italian movie was this in particular? I want to know. Like, I, I, this is probably going to happen down the track. I know it's a spoiler. I just want to know what Italian movie, what Italian director. Okay, just tell me the Italian director. Because this is Italian movies, by the way. Uh, Patrick has a thing for Italian horror, he, horror which he has thoughts about. So.
3: It's, 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 all right, I'll give you a clue. It's Oh,
1: <gasps> Okay, I can, I am a huge Falshi girl. I love everything the man has done, though I can understand why someone watches a Fultry movie and goes, I hate you. <laughs> I, I truly <laughs> I understand see, that. I can literally
2: see Rob being like, oh... Patrick feels differently. Um, yeah, I have this thing <laughs> with uh, Fulci where I am the opposite of a Fulci girl uh, in all possible uh, <laughs> ways you could put that. But like, I did agree to do it, as I said, even though you will hear me, I guarantee you when we actually do it, and there'll be just a layer of sadness and rage just permeating through my voice. And oh, like, no, so it, I apologize in advance. <laughs>
3: We we we've already discussed that that is going to be the episode where we're both doing movies against our will.
1: Ah, nice. Okay, (laughs) it wasn't originally.
2: It was the goddamn Twitter poll that made it not. Like it would have been just two movies against my will if it wasn't for the goddamn Twitter poll. So like, oh, I know what this is. listened (laughs) and voted.
1: (laughs) What are you gonna? Oh, I am. I think I know. I think I know what the devil is, and I'm excited. Like I am truly excited because I, if it's the movie, I. Actually, it could be two movies, and each of those movies, I'm excited, and I can understand why Patrick's going to be very, very sad well, while watching. Well, like,
3: no, like. The, I, one, one, one of us is going to be very happy while the other one is very sad, and then the the next pairing, is, like the next movie, is going to be the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Where 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 he's very happy and I'm very sad. Yes. So there's that. It's, so it, it, it works
2: it's, it'll out. It's gonna be a good pairing. Work out. <laughs>
3: I thought it was a good pairing, but
2: you know. No, that's so. why I agreed to it because I said it was. It, it is a good pairing. It just makes me want to kill myself. It's not. I'm just saying it's not a good pairing. It's just a pairing that makes me want to take my own life. Oh my god! That's is this so? It's
1: it's not going to be exactly like when you did the 1932 mummy and Rob was trying to go. It's the most romantic movie, and Patrick's going. I agree, but and I'm like, no, no, no! Don't say the but. <laughs>
3: And it's okay. just my
2: to be fair, I was <laughs> the one. I knew who that like, was coming. I knew that I knew that to be fair was coming. <laughs> you when you said it and I said you're gonna have to carry this before we did it, you were like, Oh, it's nice of you to tell me that now. And I was like, I literally told you when it happened, I just agreed. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, it was a good idea. I was just like, I wanted to do like I said basically anything but the Tom Cruise one is fine. But I was like, I care more about the Brendan Fraser one. And then you were like, well, how about the Carla? I'm like, that's fine. But, and then we did it. And then I told you that. And then you were like, oh, thanks for telling me now. And I was like, I told you, motherfucker. I told you what was going to (laughs) happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and that's why your show is so great because even though you have very... like I like how you started out saying we have very similar taste in horror movies and as you've gone on, the differences have shown but in the best way that you can kind of see each yeah. other's point of view and yet kind of push back a little bit but it's not... You never feel that um, Patrick is actually literally going to take a train down to New York and have words with Rob. It's always very... a. Um, cordial oh, no, conversation, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know, I, you're I, your I, brothers. see your, like, year.
2: yeah, no, yeah, totally. Like, that's why, like, um, it was taken the wrong way for our our great friend Mike. But like, um, when I was like, when Halloween Ends came out, I had tweeted that the only person's opinion I cared about was Rob's, and mm. it wasn't like I was talking about anybody. It was literally just because, like, in the end, Rob and I, even like when we, we don't land on exactly the same wavelength, like it's still like yeah. a, it's a way that I can understand. Yeah, so it's like. That was why it was, like, even if he had said before he watched it, he, like, fucking hated it. Because that's what happened with Halloween Kills was that, like, I loved it and he did not at all. And then, like, I basically talked about why I liked it. And I eventually kind of, like, he saw my perspective of it. So that's kind of, like, this, like, the whole thing is, like, in the end, like, because we, even though we aren't, like, exactly the same, we're, like, our brains still function similarly. So it's, like, even if it's not exactly the same, it's still understanding is easy to come to. Yeah,
3: that, yeah. That, that's that's why I think our our we have like such a good rapport, and our, our dynamic works for the show. Like you know why the show works so well is because mm. we we have extremely similar tastes in horror, but like we'll like the same movie, but for di- sometimes different different
1: reasons. reasons. Yeah,
3: yeah. So 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 we'll come at it from two different perspectives because you know you know me and Patrick are two di- two completely different people. But like, it, it, you know, I just, yeah, I mean, that's what led to the genesis of the show because it was like, we, we like the same shit, but like, you know, we, we, you know, he likes it for one reason and I like it for the other. So it's like, we like, you know what I'm saying? We'll we like the same movie, but like, you know, he likes it for this reason and I like it for that reason. So it's like, we're not always agreeing. Mm. So you still get that, like, you know, that back and forth, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, one of us is there, like, just, dunking on the movie, you know what I'm saying? Because we never want to do that. Like, if we, we don't like a movie, we just won't do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're not sitting there, like, you know, trying to be those guys that just like, oh, this movie sucks, and mm. this is why it sucks, and ha, ha, ha oh, it's terrible. Like, you know, we're, we're never going to be those guys. We're never going to do that, because me and Patrick are two guys who would rather waste energy talking about movies we love yeah. instead of movies we hate, because it's it's easy to, you know, to dunk on a movie. You know what I'm saying? But really you can is. use that energy. Yeah, you can use that energy to talk about something you love and then why not do that? So like we try to be positive, you know what I'm saying? Like you keep the positivity. But uh that's not gonna happen with uh that 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 uh, that uh, special pairing that uh nearly drove us apart. You know, this, no, this, no, this, no, no,
2: again, again, this, I agreed to it
3: instantaneously.
2: This, I'm just gonna bastard. be sad.
3: <laughs> this, this, this fucking bastard over here. He was sitting there <laughs> celebrating and shit. Son of a bitch. He was
1: re- he was very happy at that poll. No, it, the, some of my fa- my favorite podcasts tend to be ones where you feel the people are sitting at a bar, having this amazing conversation that you kind of want to join in, but you don't know them well enough. Uh, Though now some of my favorite podcasts, I do know those people, so I can just like message them and go, "Hey, da da da."
3: But I, I feel like I feel like I feel like Chains and change Clos- Chainsaws and Clothes, is is like it's it's the it's the type of shows like where I'm sitting at the bar. And Patrick's there, and he eventually is like, "Okay, sir, you've had too much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's, time, it's time to go home now." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me drive you home. Yes. I was like, "No, no, no one more round." He's like, "No, no, 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 no more that, for you. Let's no, go. <laughs> let's go."
1: He's, he's your designated driver.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, I saw that one exchange in um, the the Discord where uh, they were talking about like, "Oh yeah, like." Chainsaws and claws episodes run real long. And Patrick's like, I try. I try to keep it in the reasonable length. And then Chris was like, Yeah, Rob's a talker. And
2: I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, fuck you, Chris.
1: <laughs> I know. Someone was asking me about my podcast. How long is it? I went, uh oh, I didn't want to say that they can run four hours. So I just said a couple of hours and went, that's long. I went, Yeah, I talk a lot. And I didn't even say the ones like when me and Rob can get together can last like over three hours. <laughs>
3: oh yeah 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 yeah. like uh i I was wondering too because uh what was the longest episode we did patrick was uh was it no it was uh nightmare on elm street and lost boys wasn't it i believe so yeah Mm. yeah that was like almost three and a half hours long um and i was like uh what was the longest one i was like did that and i was like it, it was definitely me (laughs) and Lindsay. <laughs> me and Lindsay definitely like hit hit those kind of links before yeah you know we've done that we you, you get together with Lindsay, you know what i'm saying we're just talking
2: about the whole world <laughs>
1: yeah we, we don't shout, yeah i rob's a talker i'm a talker it's it's a thing that happens um but no that is why i do love your show it's amazing i think you're one of the new great new ones that have come up i hope you continue to do it it's always a fun always a fun listen Thank um you. Yeah, and then with that, we're going to get into a movie. Like, I think, can't kind of remember if I said this on and off mic. I don't know. But these were both first-time watches. I thought I'd seen them before because I know my partner's a big fan of Lockout. And I just thought I'd seen Escape from L.A. on TV because it was always playing. Apparently, I have seen one scene over and over again. Um, but, yeah, we're going to get into the Loop Sun produced, uh, but we're going to go for 2012. Okay, let's start with curtains are opening we're gonna start the trailers. Gonna start with Patrick. What is gonna be your for what is gonna be your trailer for lockout? Um, uh,
2: for me, the first thing I thought of is uh 2016's Suicide Squad, which I love and this surprises no one um uh, that knows us. Is this
0: the real
2: life? Let me have you Donald, Let me have you Is this
0: just fantasy? Come on! Caught in the
2: landslide? Hmm. No escape from reality. Ah! I wanna assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. They're bad guys. The worst of the worst. Too Open
0: the gate! My time is come. down
2: my spine.
3: What's this a uh, cheerleading trials? The trials. Ah!
2: <laughs> Hi boys. Goodbye.
3: Dead shot. Guy shoots people. He's a crocodile. And he eats people. He burns people. You're possessed by a witch. And she's just crazy. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry.
2: The voices.
3: I'm kidding. That's not what they really said.
2: Because I truly love it. But the whole reason that I, like a big part of the reason I love it is um, because when I saw it, I was like, oh, cool. So basically they made Escape from New York but like for a guy with ADHD and it features supervillains. So like, this is the movie for me. So it's like in that respect, if we're going to go with blatant ripoffs of escape from New York, I feel like that was the first thing you have to mention when it comes like, because lockout. Okay. Yes, they definitely got sued, but I was like, David Ayer. I mean, come on, man. Like you weren't even trying to hide that shit. So like, let's be fair. Like, it's like, I'm not saying like at any point, Luke Besson shouldn't have been sued. I'm just saying it's not exactly the first time somebody has ripped off Escape from New York.
1: Oh, no, it's just they don't call their main character Snow when they're ripping off Snake Plissken. That I, that, uh, I think was the reason because you know this is not the this is yeah this is not the first movie. Yeah, you're right. This is actually Escape from New York with ADHD, and that is not John Carpenter at all. But this movie is does have those kind of elements. This is a movie I like or despise depending who's on screen at any given moment like i think margot robbie is harley quinn i don't think you can take that away role away from her at all like i think she's just that character now she can because she can do one american accent and it is a new york a blended new york <laughs> accent and that is what she does and that is harley um jared Leto is joker i'm just going to skip over that
2: <laughs> <laughs> i actually i am the only person well no that's not true Me and my friend Kevin Mills, we're the only people who like that Joker, and I will die on that hill. Like I was just like, there. I get why people do not, but like he gives me what I want, but in a way that I understand why people think it's obnoxious. But you should think the Joker is obnoxious, so I'm all the way into it. That's just me.
1: I think the Joker needs is needs to be that, but with an amount of charisma, which I do not think little's Joker has. But, Rob, what do you think of the original Su- Suicide Squad? I can't remember if it's, this, if it's the the or without the the. I get the two confused. No,
3: it, it's it's the one without the the. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's funny that you say that because I look over to my collection of movies on the side and I'm looking at the Suicide Squad, <laughs> my copy of it right there. I was like, oh, of course, you yeah. know, because that always happens and shit. Like uh, like there was that what was that one episode? Oh, it was sick. Um, yes. Where we did this, where we did a special intro, and it was like, why do I have two copies of the black hole? <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> and, and I just decided to make that the intro right there. I was like, ah, mm-hmm. fuck it, you know. So I like, yeah, we were talking about the Suicide Squad. And I look over it. oh, there's the Suicide Squad. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that makes sense. Um uh hmm. Suicide Squad. It's uh, a movie I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I can't say I love it, but I don't hate it. Um, I think it's fine. It's perfectly fine, it's, you know, in its current version. Because I know David Ayer has a cut of the film that he prefers that, unfortunately, will never see a, a release. Um, it, unless, it's not Warner, a,
1: unless Warner Brothers gets desperate and puts a cut on HBO the, Max, yeah, like a, they did. A
3: release to, yeah. yeah release the air cut that's not happening no
0: um
3: uh, uh, unfortunately and, and i i like david ayer as a filmmaker i'm i'm a huge fan of uh sabotage uh it, the arnold schwarzenegger film mm-hmm. that he did i i think that's a a, a really great movie uh that i especially love the ending to that but uh I'll, I'll speak about it if i ever get to talk about sabotage um suicide squad is there yeah, it's fun however I, I've told Patrick this, and I've stated that um, I stated this on Twitter that there is one scene in Suicide Squad that is better than anything in the Suicide Squad, and that is uh, uh, Deadshot uh, target practice. Play uh, Deadshot, of course, played by Will Smith.
0: Yes, um,
3: where they they want to see what he's capable of, and uh, he he practices his shooting skills, and is played to a Kanye West black skinhead. Uh, that is one of the greatest things I've ever seen because um, it goes perfectly. Uh, also, uh, I just love guns being fired in movies. Um, and of course, uh, uh, according to, because I've asked him this, according to uh, our, our resident tactical advisor and uh, Patrick's great nemesis, uh, Chris Pereiras. Um, yes. Will Smith Will Smith is incredibly accurate with his gun, oh, with his, uh, yeah. his, his, his tactical ability in there. He was like, "No, he's solid. He's solid." So uh, we have that. We have uh, Chris uh, letting us know that. Yeah, uh, Will Smith gets down with the guns really well. And it's just a great scene. It's better than anything. And and I and I like the Suicide Squad, but that scene is better than anything in that movie. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like it's it's all right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's fine. You know yeah,
1: know I, mean? I, I think um, I'm does... fine when it when it hits. It hits when it doesn't. It's got the uh who's Carrie thingy's character when she turns into the goddess and she is honestly like one of those advertising blow-up things enchantress and she's doing one of those blow-up dance things like they have a nope when they're trying to attract the the, the inflatable tube dolls yeah, yeah yes yeah uh I, yeah. Saw that, I saw that joke on like uh on Australia's trailers and like it, that's where it is so i know i think when the movie hits it hits like i like jay courtney i like the guy who played Diabolic the fire guy some really kind of cool moments. Uh, diablo. Di-
3: di- di- diablo, he's my favorite character in that movie.
1: Yeah, I think when it hits, it hits, but I think, and it's maybe because of the edit and then Warner Brothers got him on a real tangent of just like dissing on Warner Brothers at the moment with like third episode in a <laughs> row. Um, yeah. Warner, yeah. Warner
3: Brothers is going to Warner Brothers.
1: <laughs> Warner Brothers is going to Warner Brother. yeah. I mean, they've had a long history of it. It So it's, yeah, so I, I don't know if it's the edit, but the edit, because it was so frantic and so kind of all over the place, it did help keep my attention. So I think there's moments that hit, but overall, if I'm going to watch a Suicide Squad movie, it's going to be the Suicide Squad, just because I think it's a little bit more consistent, even though I have issues with that movie as well. So
2: yeah. I mean, the one thing I will say, though, is like, I, because of the whole release, the air cut thing, is I was like, okay, I am not saying that the air cut is good or bad, because who the fuck knows. Mm. But the whole reason when they first got david ayer i was just like okay and then i saw that trailer and i was like oh shit like i was like david ayer is doing something completely different because i don't dislike any of his stuff but he basically makes sad bastard movies and yes. like the suicide squad <laughs> his suicide squad is very much not that and oh that it has moments, yeah. well yes fine but like but as like I keep hearing the things that he was like, these were different. I was like, so you were going to make a sad, bastard movie, and I'm glad you didn't. Like, I was just like, I'm glad that wasn't at least, or if you did, that wasn't what was released. Mm-hmm. So like, I completely, I would like to see it. And like, maybe it is awesome, who can say? But even like, I remember when um they did the extended cut on the Blu-ray, uh, I was like, you've made this less insane and therefore less appealing to me personally. Like, I was just like, these scenes are good, but I like the fact that it's insane, and now you've made it more sane, and that ruins the the, the, the purpose of this.
1: So it's opposite of Snack Snyder, so whenever he releases a director's cut, which is longer, it's usually more insane.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Than the actual cut, but it makes more sense, but it's actually more crazy. Okay, got it. Because so I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen the director's cut of, 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 of sorry, the Suicide Squad. Um, but no, that is a really great trailer, and you're right, that movie, I mean, there are so many movies that have riffed on and ripped off moments and just the whole plot lines and everything of, of Escape from New York, so
3: that I, is Hold, hold one on, of them. I, I, I will say this, though. I, I will give credit to Suicide Squad for the fact that my mother was a big fan of that. Yep.
1: And your mother she, was she, she, she...
3: Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> No, all right. Um, she did. She did. She did like that. Mm. She, mm. she, she, she really did like it. She loved the scene where, uh, they were shooting the fucking, uh, the eyebally things. Oh, and yeah.
0: she,
3: she, she loved it. She loved that scene so much. You know what I'm saying? She, she did like the suicide squad about it. That was one of the last movies she had actually seen mm. was a suicide squad. Um, but, but she really did like suicide squad. It was, it was one of those, it became one of her default movies. Like whenever it was on, she would stop to watch it. Mm. There was that, uh Legend of Tarzan, uh Hidden Figures, Remember the Titans. She always stopped to watch Remember the Titans. Mm. Um, Junies. Uh she always tortured. It's a me grab bag of films. <laughs> like these are things no, that like, have like, no, no connection to like, one another. No, like like these were like these were her default movies. Like every like she'd be flip, channel flipping uh after she finished watching uh some like some, some shit on the do-it-yourself channel um and like she'd be sitting there flipping through the channels and like oh suicide squad's on oh gotta watch that you know what i'm saying uh uh Goonies on gotta watch that and then i gotta call rob to tell him the goonies is on like <laughs> hey the, rob guess what i'm watching let me guess the goonies the goonies <laughs> i was like yeah i figured as much that's why i'm getting a call from her. um <laughs> you know what i'm saying she would also like to torture me whenever uh, she watched greece because uh in the second grade, I did a production of Grease Lightning. Um,
0: oh, so that is the, adorable!
3: And they have it on tape, but you bastards will never get to watch it. Um, <laughs> like, like the, the one thing she loved to do was like, whenever I I bring a girl home, like like a new girlfriend, she was like, "I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show them you performing Grease Lightning in the second grade." You better fucking not. <laughs> you know what i I'm, I'm gonna show them you do a Grease lightning. So every time like uh Grease was on and they show fucking Grease a lot, especially on ABC Family, uh whenever it got to Grease Lightning, uh she, like, she would like blast it so I can hear Grease Lightning playing. And I'm like, Oh um Really? <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha ha ha. Very funny. Um <laughs> But like you know, that that's why I can't hate on Suicide Squad. Yeah, mommy liked it, so. No,
1: that's absolutely yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Rob, what is going to be your trailer for Lockout?
3: Um, I gotta thank Patrick for this one, but it's going to be John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I gotta admit, people, I had nothing before going into this. Uh, I had ideas, but like it was, it was all just a bunch of bullshit. Um, and Patrick was like, hey, uh, use this, because this was one of my picks. And I was like, why the fuck I think of that? But okay, yeah, fine, I'll take it. <laughs> but yes, uh, John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars. It was supposed to be a routine prisoner transport. Williams was
0: arrested on the suspicion of murdering six rail workers. The bodies were hung and decapitated.
2: But here, a million miles from home. Hello?
0: Anybody here?
2: Drop your
3: weapon. I ain't going back! They're about to discover nothing is what it seems. We got a situation there. Everybody in the mind's got inside.
2: What the hell is going on out there? Whatever used to live here, we woke it up.
0: It takes us. I'm talking about a kind of possession. Something's kicking out there.
1: We need us, and we need you. None of us is going to
3: survive if we don't stick together.
1: Come on.
0: Time to stay alive.
3: It's, it's, it's a Chuck Carpenter film that uh, I actually uh, kind of love. Uh, not a lot of people do. They consider it his worst film, and I'm like, you guys haven't seen the ward.
2: I was um, say, I the <laughs> ward 100% exists. 100. Yeah. The ward sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, so, so, so Sorry, John. Um, oh no, John Governor go is a god to me, but I can still admit that the ward sucks. Like, I'm mm. sorry. It just is.
3: Like, I, I I I think he would admit the ward sucks because yeah. I remember. I think he uh, went um,
1: out when he was promoting it and said, "Yeah, this movie sucks. Like, I, I can't make yeah. any. Yeah, I don't think he even tried.
3: But yeah. his art was not time. in it." Carpenter holds his tongue for no one, which which bugged me out that fact that people were like, uh, when he gave praise to Halloween ends, and, oh, he was paid to say that. They're no, like, he wasn't. Do you mother- Oh, he was do paid. You motherfuck- but- <laughs> <laughs> do you motherfuckers know who John Carpenter is actually? Hmm. Because like that man is not going to lie for anything. There's literally an interview where he basically said Steven Spielberg. George Lucas and Robert Altman suck as filmmakers. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this is on record, and he didn't give one single flying fuck. About he told
1: saying that some shit. obnoxious guy tried to ask him some stupid. I can't remember what the question yep. was. He just told him to fuck off, and the world yeah. applauded. It was
2: actually asking from LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a, yeah, like yeah,
3: yeah, that motherfucker. What what a what a motherfucker that guy was. He, he, like he actually like he waited online to ask Carpenter a question. And that's like, oh, yeah, Escape from New York was, uh, was a good movie. Escape from L.A. What happened? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, the, that is the appropriate response. No. Because I mean, how 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 dare you? How dare you go wait to talk to John Carpenter and that's what you come up with? You motherfucker, you.
1: Yeah, I mean, he got asked about the remake of The Fog. And I think all he said was, well, I got paid for it. I don't care. Like, <clears throat> where's my check? I, I don't care if they can make a good movie or a bad movie. He's not... The kind of guy who yeah, I mean it's it's John Carpenter and this was actually originally going to be a third Snake Pluskin movie. It was like yeah. Escape from Mars, not Goes from Mars. No, I think it was yeah. escape from Earth
3: Escape Earth. Uh, yeah. Escape yeah. yeah. Escape from Earth. And uh they re like, yeah, like I, I don't know, I think maybe uh because but well, because of the failure of mm. Escape from LA, it got hard it, it was hard for them to find funding to do another mm. escape movie. The uh, Russell, you know, obviously, you know, the the great icon that is Kurt Russell. He always stays busy, or he works whenever he feels like it. Because mm. I, I remember uh, Stallone try try to get him into the Expendables, and he was just like, nah. Mm. <laughs> and they just went with Bruce Willis, which was, you know, more appropriate. Yeah. Um. Even even though Kurt Russell was is, is
2: a fucking god.
3: I mm. mean, um, well, you have to see Kurt
2: game. Russell do this character in the fast in the last couple fast movies anyway? So it's fine. It's fine. Mm right like yeah like you know what i'm saying and it's
3: like i think that like russell was like dude how fucking old are we and like that 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 ties into something that they felt about uh like escape from new york because i remember listening to that commentary for escape from new york and you know what i'm saying like commentaries with uh carpenter and russell were just legendary because you know you you could just hear these two just you know being the best buds yeah like you can literally hear the, the beers being cracked open and being drunk while well, they're sitting there uh, providing commentary for their movies. And uh, Carpenter was noting how, in Escape from New York, they did not want Russell because, you know, he was still known as the Disney kid. Yes. You know, the computer wore tennis shoes and the strongest man in the world, and now you see him, now you don't, and all that stuff. So they didn't want him. Um, they wanted, like, Tommy Lee Jones and Charles Bronson And uh, like, particularly Charles Bronson and Carpenter was like, no, he's too fucking old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like the, I want to see, like, if I want to see an action film, I want to see a young guy do it. And and Russell was like, yeah, I'd rather see the young guy. Mm -hmm. And he was remarking how, like, when he did Soldier, that he was probably too fucking old to have been doing it. But like, they were giving him a pretty substantial paycheck and he wanted that check. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So he did Soldier and then he broke his fucking ankle making it. And it was like, oh, well, we'll just cast it. He's like, no, I want that fucking check. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, so, like, yeah, we'll just reshift the schedule and shit. So it's like, you know, my, as my, my ankle heals up and shit, I could still do the movie. Because no, no, no. I I, I want to get paid for this one, mother, mm. baby. You know what I'm saying? But um, now nah, I forgot my original point.
1: good <laughs> <laughs> Russell Rose... And Ghost oh, of Miles yeah. was yeah. originally meant to have him, but... They
3: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's when it became uh, Desolation Williams. Yes. Not Snake Plissken, Desolation Williams. And uh, it was supposed to be Jason Statham, but Ice Cube uh, said he was interested in the role, and obviously Ice Cube was a bigger star at that mm. time. So they went with Ice Cube, um, which probably wasn't for the best because Ice Cube went on to shit on the movie anyway. Uh, after like, oh, uh, Carpenter fucked the movie up. He made it like a seventies movie. It was like you say that like it's a bad thing.
1: That's that's a point I'm going to get to when we get to escape from New York because I was thinking about him and how in terms of it fits in, in the um for the as robbers dubbed them the four horses of the apocalypse, uh, but we yeah. will get to back to that that very that very point.
3: But yeah, but I, I I greatly like Ghost of Mars. I remember seeing it in a packed theater opening weekend that is i i saw with uh the homie cream um who ordered a thing of nachos and uh when he went to open the cheese it was so hot and it spilled on him and he burned his wrist uh and then he dropped the nachos on the floor um he was very upset he still has the burn scar on his wrist from that
1: from the nachos, he um, didn't even get to eat
3: yeah from the, nach- <laughs> from the nachos didn't get to but he, he was like we we did greatly enjoy the movie. He hated the ending though, and it's like um, yeah, you, you, you don't know Carpenter. He he does this um, the ambiguous
2: ending. Yes, I was gonna, it's like, yeah, uh, it's a setup for a like the sequel that will never come. Yes, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like no, I I
3: I, I love me some uh, Ghosts of Mars. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, I discussed that in, in great detail with our friend Matt Bledsoe episode of wrath of state that never came
2: out <laughs> Which I, 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 the only reason i'm happy about that is because i wanted that episode and i didn't get it so just like the fact that I, it never I, happened. i, makes I remember happy.
3: that i remember that because you came in like oh you're doing that wrath of state show like if you're ever going to do ghost of mars i was like somebody already called that so, and he was like somebody already called ghost of mars like you were shocked you, you don't know Matt
1: Bledsoe. Shocked. Yeah,
3: he he's he's also, yeah. <laughs> Yo, like, no, he he hit me up. He was like, Hey, if you're ever doing Ghost of Mars, you know, like uh I, I'm down for that. And I remember uh the, the reason I'm sad about that the episode never came out was because that became that was part of the longest piece of podcasting I've ever done. And you were a part of that day, Lindsay. That was the day you and me did uh yes american anthem and american rickshaw
1: yes because you said um, you were either doing it after or you did had it down it straight before or something But you would like doing mm. like you were doing no. a couple yeah
3: yeah you, the, you you we did uh that one first yes and uh i remember that was at four o'clock then mm. right afterwards uh me and matt did irma Vep for his show
1: yes and then you went and did before. yeah
3: and then right after that uh we did uh ghost of mars so you and me started recording at four, and I wasn't finished recording podcast until eleven thirty. Okay, you like, did uh, the other All right, that's a day. It's, yeah. yeah, There was literally a marathon of the podcast. Well, together. no, because there mean, was
2: like the time that we did, um, we did the scream, and then we did the uh, the scream special, and then the relic spe- uh, episode. Yeah, child like, that the was relic a marathon. marathon. Yeah, but like that yeah. was, I guess, I think that was like six something. So like, okay, fine. So technically, I guess that does win. Yeah,
3: we like. Yeah, we talk like. See, here is the thing. We should let you know, like, uh, like episodes you hear, like you know, like three hour episodes. Me and Patrick do, like that's only a actually a small snippet of the amount of time me and Patrick sit and talk for. Like the episode will be three hours. Me and Patrick will be actually sitting talking for five.
1: Oh no, I have a <laughs> whole forty five minutes of conversation because so I'm going to start recording because I'm going to forget. So I have, <laughs> I have, a I have, I have Rob singing on on mic. Like this is the best.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, Ghost of Mars rules, and um, I think it's unfairly maligned. And uh, y'all should check it out. And fuck Ice Cube for saying it sucks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Ice Cube has thing other things in his. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm gonna stop right there. It's no, I think it's an underrated movie. There's a kind of a thing where everyone's trying to look for the new um, Carpenter. Un, um underrated movie that's going to become really popular like christine did a few years ago i think it's kind of happening to ghost of master I don't think it's quite there yet and i'm waiting for and i don't think people have touched la because i don't think they've watched it in the last couple of years to go oh shit! but um before we get into lockout the movie that uh luke was on just went ah fuck it we'll do escape from la on a on a on a spaceship i am going to go <laughs> from one of the greatest ripoff artists well i don't know if great can actually be applied to this filmmaker I am going to go for Shocking Dark, aka Terminator 2, Bruno Mattei from 1989. Yes, this is Italian horror. They thought they were fighting only against aliens.
0: They were sure that they had won their battle, but they were mistaken.
3: Shocking
2: dark.
0: Fuller. Fuck you.
2: A ferocious.
0: You bastard.
2: Indestructible. Ruthless Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Star. I, heard oh, a how how,
0: <laughs> Mattai,
1: I heard how close this movie was to Aliens and the original Terminator. I just didn't realise how close when I watched it. Like, I didn't realise there was a character called Sarah Connor. I didn't realise that in an Aliens rip-off, the Terminator shows up halfway through. It is it's okay look those movies are really boring a lot of the time but when it you when they do something so insane you're like wait what they're bringing wait this is aliens what is happening it is and this was before t2 actually came out so um i I don't yeah bruno matei got sued a lot that's all i'm gonna say like he had to like stop showing his movies in certain places and run because the studios were after him
2: Picture oh, yeah. him being yeah. like the uh, the monorail guy in the yeah, you pretty much <laughs> yeah. you know a town with money's a little like the mule with a spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it, and dang if he knows how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> mule.
1: He is yeah, literally yeah. the monorail guy. I mean, there's a thing with Jaws where he thought it was okay to put uh cruel Jaws out in was it cruel Jaws? Um,
0: yeah.
1: Out in theaters that was literally jaw that Universal just went. What the fuck? Are you playing the Star Wars music in this? And then they had (laughs) multiple, like, studios after him, and he just had to pick up and run.
3: Oh, yeah, don't forget uh, Strike Commando 1 and 2, especially Strike Commando 2, which is literally uh, First Blood Part 2. It's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is Lethal Weapon. Exactly. Yeah. Like, 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 there's literally, like, oh, my God. Dude. You just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean,
1: Italian ripoffs are some of my favorites just because they're so blatant. But Bruno takes it to the next level where oh, it yeah. is it is insane. Like I know they did, uh, I think Vinegar Syndrome, oh, no, it wasn't Vinegar, who released, someone did also release this movie, which I don't know how they did because it is such a close, it is.
3: Severin. So Severin. Severin. Severin.
1: I and mean, someone yes. also did Cruel Jaws as well. And I don't think they've done Cruel Jaws because that one I don't think we'll ever get a, maybe it did i can't remember but uh, it was a very limited release uh, until studios went yeah can't do that yeah can't be doing that
3: yeah I, I i i'm not uh sure uh as far as distribution did, mm. crew jaws but like yeah the Bruno matai just did not give a fuck you know, mm. about like just ripping see like scenes,
0: Whole wholesale, scenes. Like,
3: mm. wholesale like wholesale like 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 if you watch strike man 2 like he literally has like the 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 bar fight scene from Raiders in there like exactly yeah. the truck chase from Raiders exactly the final fight from Lethal Weapon exactly like just like exactly like he he changed nothing Oh, the
1: whole pod scene where you find out the colonists have been put in this, like, ooze thing for later for when the aliens... Oh, yeah. He does that wholesale in Shocking Dark. It, it, the, even the shot angles are the same. It's It's just like, Bruno did not give a flying fuck about anything. And it, <laughs> it is an amazing thing to watch. Um, and then with that, we're going to a movie where this movie was changed just enough, probably for John Carpenter not to notice, and then they called Guy Pearce's character goddamn snow and when you hear that i'm like oh god no wonder Luke Basson got sued for lockout i'm gonna ask you a few questions do you dream while you're under
3: i'm going to dream about you you want to test me sit down
0: he's got a gun
2: mr the president there's been a massive takeover on ms1 my daughter is on a goodwill mission on that station there's only one man who can get her out. Who?
3: Snow. He's the best there is. But he's a loose cannon. Don't get me wrong, it's a dream vacation. I mean, I go into space, I get inside the maximum security nut house, Get past all the psychos. Save the president's daughter if she's not dead already. I'm thrilled that you would think of me. God, I hate heights.
2: The gravity generated will hold you up. You gotta trust me on this. Really? What the hell are you doing? I am bringing you back from the dead. I have your attention. Our meal together is a woman. We need her alive.
1: Patrick, when did you <laughs> first see Lockout?
2: Uh, I mean I want to say it was when it first came out the thing that's funny is like because you I didn't think about it until you just said it but like um it's actually not the first time that I mean it's not the first time Luke Besson ripped off something in general but yeah um uh, it's definitely not the first time even that he ripped off um escape from New York because um band new 13 that he was involved with is a really that's blatant right. ripoff of escape from New York oh so, sh- like. Yeah, exactly. He so had form. Like... He had form. Yeah. Okay, this is
1: why Carpenter's like a you motherfucker. <laughs>
2: yeah. it's like I looked. I looked over it the first time, but Jesus Christ, man, like, yeah. But no, um, I want to say I saw it when it first came out because um, I definitely remember thinking it looked cool, and then watching it does it look and being cool. like, yeah, yeah, and then I'm just like, oh, so like this is basically like but it's like, I I. There, as I said, there's so many movies that are like blatant rip-offs. but just to from New York, but just other things like I like. They're like, I'm not mad, but that happens. So I'm just like, oh, cool. Like you find a way to riff on this. That's fine. I'm mm-hmm. into it. And then like everybody was kind of losing their mind. I mean, kind of, okay. My thing with Lockout is I do feel like we've like, because Rob has mentioned the like, um, the basically it's good actually movement that comes out after a movie every so often. Yes. And I was like, I do feel like We've kind of swung way too far in the other direction where it's like, I like lockout, don't get me wrong. But there's tons of people who are like, it's fucking amazing. I'm just like, okay, let's pop the bricks. They're they're chief. Like it's just like it's it's not bad. And the guy Pierce is fucking great. And he actually, really um good. um Joe Gilgan, I wanna say, I wanna call him Cassidy from Preacher. Um, that one, the bad guy, uh, is fucking great. I had um, to well,
1: yeah. Except I did have to turn on the subtitles for Lockout because I did not understand a single thing that um, uh, that Joseph uh, Gillen, Gilgun was saying at all times. Uh, he is he's, he's upping his Scottish accent because I think he is the two bad guys, Regan and uh, Vincent Regan, and uh, Joseph Gil- Gilgun uh, are both Scottish actors, and Gilgun is just going so Scottish. I was just like, "Fuck, am I in transporting?" I okay, I need to actually turn on the subtitles because I don't know what he's saying. I Look, it took me halfway through the movie to go, oh, he just wants Maggie Grace. That's all he wants. Oh, oh that's why he's doing all this. Lo- okay, okay. I'm with the movie now because that is Glasgow times five. What is what he's doing? Oh,
2: yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. He totally, I mean, I, I- He's I, good, I, I mean, but I, I was- it it's like, I, I mean, when I first saw it, I can't remember if I like had a thing with it. Like watching it now, after having seen um, cause the preacher TV show, he was the Cassidy of it. Yes. And um I got so used to his voice like watching it now, I'm like, yeah, it's just, I I I just don't even need to process mm. it. He's, really like yeah, he's really good in preacher.
1: Yeah, he's really good preacher. I haven't seen a lot of preacher, but yeah, I do know the character you're referring to. So yeah,
2: no, he yeah, <laughs> he's great. And anyway, I was like, that's why this movie I think works. Even though the only thing that bums me out is that like it's for most of the movie that dude is the secondary villain and like he's far more interesting than the actual villain yes and i was just like that's the one thing that kind of holds the movie back is i'm like if you just had guy pierce as snow versus that guy this would be as good as people are saying it is now yeah it's just like it's it's just that's the one thing that holds it back is that like you don't go super hard until the very end that's the one thing that kind of holds it back but i do think it's a cool movie if, like, yeah. escape for New York in space, fucking rules. It's a genius idea. I mean, it's a rip-off, but it's a genius idea.
1: Uh, Rob, did you see this in the theater or did you just come across this and went, hang on, I know this movie?
3: I did see this in theaters. I saw oh, this opening weekend. Of course you yeah, did. This uh, is a very Rob <laughs> move. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Except yeah, when it's I everything was... everywhere all at once, I'm like, oh, Rob, you've seen this movie, haven't you? You would have seen it opening <laughs> weekend. You're like, no, I haven't seen it yet. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> he,
3: I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, I saw this opening weekend. Uh, I was one of twelve people in the entire theater. <laughs> um, yeah, it was bare. It was barren in that theater. But um, it- it- here's the thing: this is this is a movie that, in my opinion, should work and shouldn't work at the ver- at all at the same time. Yes. Um This this is a movie that would have killed as a '90s direct-to-video movie.
1: It feels like a um, 90s directive
3: yeah. 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 Not as a, not as a, not it, as a
1: diss, just as yeah. what it is, yeah.
3: No, 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 I mean that as very complimentary. Me too, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, this is a movie that would have killed as a uh, a Roger Corman, Don the Dragon Wilson movie. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's legit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would have, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, it definitely would have. Um, Are you saying why it could have been a Blood Fist movie? <laughs> It it definitely could have been a blood Fist movie. Um here's, here's why it shouldn't work. Uh it it is very much plagiarizing uh Escape from New York, uh Escape from LA as well. Mm-hmm. Um there is not a like memorable action sequence in the entire fucking movie. Um the only memorable sequence is uh that opening like motorcycle chase, which is god awful because the CGI is incredibly bad. Like I, a theme I, I... throughout this these two movies, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> not LA's fault. Not LA's fault. It was, yeah, but Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Like with, with with Escape from LA, like they they have like, you know, an excuse. Mm. This one does not. No. Um, yeah, the, the effects are very bad in this movie. Uh, like, yeah, and, and it's just like, it, it, it plods along, you know what I'm saying? Um, the it's almost why too it,
1: simple, the plot feels, but yeah. what it's trying to do, it feels a bit too simple, which... Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's,
3: it's basic, it's basic. It's very, it's very a basic. basic-ass mm-hmm. movie. But it works, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because it has an incredible cast that help it, that, that help you along with the proceedings, particularly Guy Pierce. And that's okay. what interested me because I'm a huge fan of Guy Pierce as an actor. Um, first Guy Pierce movie I ever seen was Memento. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is amazing in that one. Uh and he's amazing in everything, I should say. And he like and it's hilarious because he is amazing in this film. Uh and he's obviously doesn't give a shit. Nope. <laughs> like, the, 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 this is a movie Guy Pierce obviously did for the check, and yep. it's like it's 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 the most amazing performance I've ever seen, where someone is basically just their performance is just pure sarcasm. Yeah. Like like Snow is the most sarcastic motherfucker <laughs> in movies ever. You know, and, and, and Guy Pierce plays that beautifully, where it's just like, eh, whatever you know like you, you you just get sucked in from that opening sequence where he's being interrogated oh, uh, so good. Uh, Yeah, well, it was friday night and i was trampolining your wife <laughs> you, know what you, you know what i'm saying or like uh my favorite line in the movie where they're like uh oh we're gonna to send a rescue mit we're gonna have to do a rescue mission uh how are we gonna do that we'll send in one man one man who could get in and get out and i just you know just the man and because of him I'd rather castrate myself with blunt rocks (laughs) 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 which is my favorite line in the movie um also uh his his entire like uh uh rapport with uh Maggie Grace as the president's daughter is amazing
1: it is is amazing (laughs) but she's just asking questions and then he goes you're annoying aren't you do you ever shut up it's like no she's asking pertinent questions to the situation, this is not like she's being overly annoyed, she's like, are you going to rescue the rest of the hostages? Why are you here? My dad, I know I don't really trust my dad at this particular moment in time so I need to find out this information and Guy Pearce is just like shut up bitch, it's it's yeah, he's so good, like he's in a completely different movie to everyone else, or maybe him and Lenny James who I love in this movie are kind of really good at riffing off each other, but it is, he is just Doing his own thing, and everyone else kind of has to keep up.
3: No, yeah, like it, it, they, they're, I would say, him and Peter Stollman know the film that they are making. Yes. Um.
2: Everybody I'm still else is, Joseph Gilgun in that goddamn conversation because Joseph Gilgun is fucking great. Is all I'm saying. No, no, no. He,
3: he, he, he is great when when uh she she's asking him like you know she's doing the interview with him mm-hmm. and he was like she's asking about all like you know his his arrest. He was like, uh, uh, I was framed. I'm innocent. And she's like, yeah, 53 counts. He's like, I have a very familiar face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he's great, too. But uh, Lindsay is correct. When I first saw this movie, I didn't understand a fucking word he would say. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I understood certain things, but the, that Scottish accent is so goddamn sick. I didn't understand a fucking word. Not, not one. Um, Vincent Regan is, like... Like I like Rican because uh, he was also in three hundred. Uh, he was the captain, mm. uh, and he was great in that. So I was like, "Hey, there's that three hundred guy? Uh, he he he's cool." But like, yeah, he's more the straightforward villain. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So he's not as like, I mean, like he's like you know what I'm saying the 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 main heavy, but he's kind of like like his character is a little bit boring because he's more straight the more straightforward villain was, uh, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Joe Gilgan, yeah, mm. the, yeah, yeah. The alcohol's hitting, so I'm forgetting names, yeah. Um, like, yeah, he's the, the more colorful, like, you know, what I'm saying the more fun villain, so you do have more fun with him, you know, what I'm saying. So it's just like, yeah, he should have he been the bad guy from the start because you know, what I'm saying it would have been is. a lot more entertaining, like, you know, th- especially to see him, like, because he really doesn't have much interaction with Guy Pierce, and it's yeah, like definitely. the, the, the the one guy who's the most colorful villain in the whole piece against an actor who's just, like, pure sarcasm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, it's, I, I find Guy Pierce so remarkable in this movie because it's, like, it was the most interesting thing to me because it's, like, Guy Pierce is a very serious actor for the most part. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He, he does, like, you know, incredible work and everything. And that they, sometimes he will do movies where it's just like, yeah you know, I just want to have fun. Mm. And this is one of those roles. Oh, the other one was uh uh the time machine. Iron Man three. Oh okay. I was gonna say. Oh I mean, Iron, Iron Man three. 3 I he's, I having he was...
0: he's having <laughs> a blast. He's having a blast in
1: everything.
3: Oh yeah, especially uh in the in the beginning when he's like fucking got the long hair and the glasses yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. just playing nerd. You could tell he's he's having fun with that shit. Um, but I was, yeah, like I was thinking like the time machine because he said, like, ah, you know, I did the movie because I want to have fun. I didn't want to take a some a, a, a two. A, I've been doing serious roles. I just wanted to have fun ones. And if you watch uh, that, that, that version of the Time Machine, which uh, I, I discussed with uh, Daniel Eppler on his show, where we, we did that one and the original George Powell uh, version. Yes, he did, Taylor. yes. Yeah. It's, like, it, it's weird, too, because he chose that to be like, ah, I, I just want to have fun. This is probably just for the check. And it's, like, really hearty, like, you know what I'm saying, really deep, you know what I'm saying? Like, me, me and Daniel go into that, where it's just like, this is what you... Your idea of fun and just like whatever role, and then it's like he does this, and it's like okay, yeah, this this is more what, what I, you know I expected when you were doing a role which you didn't give a shit about, and it's just like I, I feel like you know, not not to discredit all the other actors, um, because like you know they're they're all really good in it, but it's like Guy Pearson and I said like you know Peter Stormare as well they understand that they're making schlock. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like Guy Pierce, especially, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I've never seen someone like give a a performance so amazing that it's just pure sarcasm. Like it, it blows my mind.
2: Yeah, because like, I'm we... sorry. Are we, are we are we just addressing that Chevy Chase in Fletch isn't a thing that happened? Because that just that that erasure I cannot live with, Rob. <laughs> but but no, but dude, that's just Chevy Chase. Yes, that's fair.
3: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like like Chevy Chase is just the most sarcastic motherfucker ever. But like he is essentially playing Chevy Chase. Like that was the big problem with Fletch, wasn't it? That he
2: wasn't playing the character of Fletch. He was playing Chevy Chase as Fletch. Okay, well, I am not going to argue your point. But I will also say in counterpoint, there is nothing wrong with Fletch. There is no problem with Fletch. Fletch is No, perfect, no, 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 I no, say. no, no, no,
3: no, 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 no. There was nothing wrong with the, the original right, Fletch. Then. Um As a matter of fact, I should tell you, I, I, I first seen Fletch a f- few years ago. Um, my, my ex-girlfriend, Stacy, uh, she bought it for me for Christmas. And she was just like, ah, you know, um, I, I just wanted to get you something like, you know, cause she, you know, I like movies. So she just bought me something. And like, I. Hey, it's just something you like. I had never seen Fletch before mm. and I fucking loved Fletch. <laughs> I love Fletch so much that I went out and bought Fletch lives. Cause oh, I wanted no. to see the sequel and it was just like, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I've made a mistake.
1: But <laughs> have, you, have you guys I, seen the new Fletch? Fletch Confetti. fit? I uh, have. Yes. Yes. yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, loved, I have not loved it. Loved it. I, oh, yeah confess have, Fletch I is amazing. It is. It's. I haven't read the books, but apparently Ham is going much more closer to the actual character. Yeah. But it has got some most the brilliant comic set pieces in that movie. That it is. Yeah, it's 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 actually amazing. Um, you no, know, going back to Guy pierce like I obviously knew him from Australian soap operas, and but the first movie that I re- really remember him in was, of course, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, where he played a drag queen, and. I think, yeah, Guy Pearce has a shit ton of range. He can do comedic, he can pull it off. So whenever, yeah, because with Fletch, Chevy Chase is being Chevy Chase, which is great for Fletch. Though when you're looking at the Snow character, that's a performance. That's Guy Pearce putting, he knows that he's a schlock. He's just having fun with it and he's probably doing it for the paycheck. It doesn't stop him giving 100%. And a lot of the performances, like going back to, Joseph Gilgan, or Gilgen, oh, I can't pronounce his name. He's still giving 100%. I don't know what he's talking about half the time until I actually turn on the subtitles, and I'm like, oh, it's true." now I know. <laughs> but he's still giving 100%, and I love that because I don't know if this movie deserves the performances that it's getting, because you're right, there aren't really that many great action set pieces except for the beginning. Um, I kind, and the everyone's kind of, for probably what was a very small and contained set, everyone is spread out there is no real fighting between any of Snow and the bad guys they don't really interact all that much I mean I love the scene when the brother is just like shooting all the hostages because he can because he's just fed up and you're right he should be the main villain but I do like the fact there's a gecko relationship it's like oh shit my brother just caused a massive breakout okay we might as well go along with it not that this is an actual plan it is but Yeah, the the performances in this movie are really good. Like I love Peter Stormare and I love how the movie plays with what you think Peter Stormare is. Like I was like, oh no, he's the villain. That's what he's going to be. He's going to, no, he is not. And I still don't see the turn coming. I'm like, wait, what's happening now? Oh, okay. He was pretending to fuck him up because he wanted to get the other guy. Okay, I understand. Like it's all, everything turns out a bit too easy in this movie, but because of the performances you're getting, I am very much on board for it.
3: That, that like, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing in the movie. It's, it's all too convenient.
1: Yes.
0: You know,
3: like, 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 it's it's all cookie cutter. Yes. You know, um. And, nothing's and, and in a briefcase. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you see this shit coming. Right? Mm. You know, it's just like, yeah, I mean, and it's not like, you know, we're, we're saying we're above the movie. We've just seen enough movies where it's just like, yeah, yeah, that guy's a real bad guy. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, it's, it's not surprising. And it's not like, you know, no, we're really smart. It's just that we've seen enough movies to know this is bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know? No,
2: I mean, it's the thing um, that we talk about, like, um, on our show, where it's just like, it's like, it's basically, it's like with slashers and shit like that. I mean, like, it's just, it's all punk rock, where it's all very simple structure, but it's just mm-hmm. what you can do inside that structure that matters. So it's like, if, if you're doing something entertaining within that, I don't necessarily care how, like, original it is. Like, that doesn't, I mean, like, that's not my end all be all
3: yeah it was like like when we we were talking about blood rage um and i was saying they like oh they could have did this they could have did that and he was like like that my problem was that i'm trying to find ways to better the movie where, where you're just like yeah it's fine as this you know what i'm saying and and that's how you look at it and it's like yeah you know like and that's essentially me with this movie it's like there there there's sp- moments where it's like, especially when the action sequences come with the staging of it, where it could have been fucking magic. Mm. Like that, that anti-gravity sequence could have been fucking magic, but as is it's fine. Yeah. You know and I'm saying that, 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 you know, that chase that open, like that really opens the movie could have been magic with better CGI. And, I mean, but that's fucking awful. Mm. Um, uh, like, the, the the scene where, like, they have to walk through the, the, the like, where all the convicts are and, like, you know, they get chased. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, where they're getting chased by all the convicts at the end before they have to escape the space station before it blows the fuck up. Because, you know, obviously in a movie like this, the space station always has to blow the fuck up by the end. Um, that could have been fucking magic. And, like, you know, it, it all, like, in the hands of different filmmakers, more experienced filmmakers or like, you know what I'm saying? Well, like more creative I mean, that's the thing filmmakers. with like
2: Besson in general. Like he has a weird thing where it's like, he he started off as a really creative he picked, director. He, he picks uh, directors who suck? <laughs> no, 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 but that's <laughs> the thing. but he doesn't, it like, like, it's weird, he take, it's like a weird he, eye for talent where it's like there's sometimes he gets people who are great. Like the guy yeah. whose name is escaping me, but um, the guy who did Taken, um, was originally yeah. one of like Besson's guys. It's like uh in like um, not for Russia with love. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the movie's fucking name. With Paris with love, I want to say. Um, with yeah, for Paris with love. Yeah, okay, yeah, Paris with love. Like he was a he was a Besson guy. So it's like I do think he has an eye for talent. It's just, I think he gives a lot of people opportunities they don't necessarily deserve them. Um, and this is one of those cases where it's like I don't think that if you would give it, be it to it, like, <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly 100 what I'm talking about. 100, mm-hmm. because fuck yeah. that guy. But yes, um, yes. but no, um, that's my thing. Is like I feel like the script for this was probably. I mean, yes, it was obviously derivative, but uh, derivative. But um, if he had had somebody of the caliber of like one of his better finds, because mm-hmm. uh, even like um, going to like Alexander Aja with like high tension um yeah. yeah it's like he does have a good eye it's a matter of like he Some i think he just like wants to give everybody a shot and sometimes they don't necessarily deserve that shot
1: no i mean you're right oh, I mean, yeah. this lockout feels like the essence of exploitation to me or how i define exploitation yeah brisson even though he's a can go fuck off is yes. a does he's kind of got that Corman french thing going on like the amount of directors he's actually found and actually promoted is actually really amazing and he used to be this really good set design guy but this kind of feels like it was made on the cheap. They were trying to do things really, really easy. They didn't, the two directors are a little bit lost into how to make those really action scenes pop. And because of that, it does feel like a 90s, as Rob said, a 1990s DTV. And I do have a soft spot for those movies now um, because there are, you can see the limitations and it's finding those, it's going down to the movies level and finding those things like the performances, like Guy Pearce's performance or Peter Stormare's or Joseph Gilgans. Uh, or it is, um, but sometimes they're not all going to be like Joshua Tree when you actually have an amazing stuntman directing scenes that look like they're going to come out of a John Wu movie. These are two guys who are taking their shot and it kind of looks kind of flat, but thankfully you have Guy Pierce who has all the charisma and he is just every single, yeah, you're right. Every single thing is such a sarcastic thing. And it's l- only different from Snake is in the fact that Snake doesn't really like to talk all that much. S- Snow doesn't tend to shut up. Like, he'll always have to oh, get that last with oh, in, oh, so on. they punch him more. Yeah.
3: Snake would have hated Snow.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: Snake would have killed, beaten the shit out of Snow until he died. And I would say Snake would have won that fight. But...
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, like I, I, I was thinking about it last night, like snake and snow are the polar opposites snake would have hate, like would have been so annoyed by snow just shot him in sarcast- the head yeah so his sarcasm and shit he would have killed that man it's like i mean although I, I i love the character of snow i was telling uh uh morgan because uh, hi morgan um, hey morgan when- hi morgan <laughs> <laughs> when um uh uh after after she had watched it like you know i was like i i needed at least five points mm. like like snow is such a uh a, a fantastic character you know what i'm saying because it's like it like i mean he's he's like very john mcclain ish but like uh, with, with more sarcasm you know what i'm saying mm. it, it was just like you know this this is a man who does not want to be in the position mm. he's in you know, which was always the the you know the thing with John McClane. Like you know, John what made John McClane especially was this is a guy who understood he is not the right guy for the, you know to be in the situation he's in. You know,
2: always the in the Snow, wrong place at the wrong, place time. The wrong
3: time. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah. I mean, so, this movie so, so, is rigs as Die Hard as much as it does. Yes, uh, that, that, that yes,
3: yeah. yeah. That that is true. Um, Snow is very much that, but it's like you know. Whereas where McLean he understands that, but he'll still do his duty because, you know, he's that guy. You know what I'm saying? Snow is like, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he he's very much like, you know... uh A He's like, oh, yeah, we, we got to rescue the hostages. And he's like... I, I don't give a shit, like, mm. like, lady, come on, let's go, you know what I'm saying, like, get an AirPod. pod, you gotta rescue the hostages, right, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, yeah, bye, you know what I'm saying, like, he's trying to get rid of her, like, you know, because... He I do like how he gives you
1: the map and just, like, you just go and gets to the pod and she can't read the map, he's like, and then they find out, okay, we're looking for this girl, we know who she is now, so she's definitely our ticket we need to survive this, and he's like, ah, fuck, fine, you can tag along, but yeah, it's... He would have let her go on to find the pot on 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 his on her on her own like unless and if he did not hear that announcement he would have probably not gone yeah. back for her
3: like yeah he because he doesn't care like. he really doesn't <laughs> was like i love the fact that he's an action hero that really doesn't give a shit about like doing anything like uh like like when they're sitting there like trying to negotiate with the uh the bad guys he's like i'm i'm, I'm happy not to go you know what i'm saying like you're going all right fine whatever like, he'd rather sit there, Mac, to, to, to the control lady. He's like, hey, how you doing? You like you like working in space? Like, that's his thing. He would <laughs> rather be doing that. Like, when they send him in, it was like, hold on. This I might actually work, Snow. I'm coming to going and coming to going. Make up your minds. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, whatever, dude. Like, please. Just like, you know, I, I, I just want to fucking do this thing. Uh, I want to see if my homeboy's here. He knows where the case is this whole thing with the rescuing the president's daughter, fuck all this shit, man. I just want to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I love that. I love it about him, like, you know, he, he's the epitome of, like, the reluctant hero.
0: Mm, yes. You
3: know? Where, where, where It's just like, those are far more interesting than the guys like, oh, I gotta do my duty. You mm. know, like, uh, I gotta rescue everybody. He's just like, and Snow is just like, ah, whatever. You know, yeah. well, uh, you need me to rescue this chick, fine, but, you know, I'm going like, to do it then, 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 as long
1: as I can save <laughs> my own skin in the meantime and find the guy who has the briefcase so he can sort of say, I did not kill this guy. That is his right. one goal. He doesn't really kill, care about Maggie Grace at all,
3: really. But, like he, he
2: really doesn't. Like He tries to get rid of her the first chance he gets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, though. He shouldn't care that much. Let's just be, let's just, let's call it spade it spade here. Like, I don't dislike her, but like, come on man like who gives a fuck about that chick like it's just like she keeps getting kidnapped
1: i mean yeah. seriously she's her whole career well she's probably from what i have seen her in her whole career has been taken
3: and, some of uh, girls,
1: uh, and with someone yeah. with a special <laughs> set of skills has to go in and get her
3: yeah <laughs> i was saying i was saying that when i was watching this and i was like that that, that that girl cannot stay the fuck out of trouble man no. <laughs> <laughs> like Maggie Grace, when like she's like she's like a fucking walking spoiler. Like yeah. she's, she's like she's 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 like the Sean Bean of Damsel in Distress. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever you see Maggie Grace in the movie, you know she's gonna get fucking kidnapped or harassed or like you know tortured or some shit. Someone's gonna have to go
1: and save her. Like she's gonna get yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's just like, oh, God. Oh, great. Maggie Grace is in this movie and shit. You know what I'm saying? She's getting kidnapped now. You know what
2: I'm Sean Bean of Damn
0: <laughs> Oh, that is
2: so good. <laughs> like, 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 like,
3: yeah, like, because you know, like, whatever she's Sean Bean... <laughs> It's like oh, I I, tr- I understand. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I I could have also used the, the the Pedro Pascal of Damso in the stress of yeah. shit because, I mean, like up until now it should because Pedro Pascal has like you know uh redefined himself as like a capable hero and and stuff like you know with the Mandalorian, mm. the Last of Us. But whenever you saw, before that, whenever you saw Pedro Pascal in the movie, you know he was going to be the fucking secret asshole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but hey, whenever you saw Sean Bean in the movie, you know he was going to die. Well, and whenever, you see Ma- whenever you saw, like, fucking Maggie Grace in the movie, you know she's going to get fucking kidnapped and fucking harassed or some shit. <laughs> hey,
1: Pedro Pascal was the reason why I thought I liked Wonder Woman 1984. Just purely because of you can have his- more.
2: He he is wonderful in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. I don't care what anyone says. I do too. Mad as
3: hell. Uh, no, I do too. Like I remember remarking when that movie came out and everybody was hating it, and it was like, yeah, because uh, it, it's it's about people being forced to be decent. You know what I'm saying? It really and, is. And,
1: it's just that kind yeah. of thing where you're watching it. and You're like, I really love this movie. And you're rewatching. And you're like, oh no, oh maybe I made a mistake. Oh, Pedro Pascal like- on screen. <laughs>
3: No, like it's it, it Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four is is about people being forced to be selfless. Yeah, which just just doesn't work
2: in this day and age. Yeah, you know, it's
1: a very like, earnest movie, very very yeah. earnest. Yeah,
2: that was like my thing yeah. with, uh, when I, when I was rewatching Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I was like, I finally understand the backlash because yeah. like this movie is about being kind and like being a good person, and like listening there was to everyone. There's a facet of yeah. people who was just like this makes me absolutely feral to hear somebody saying such things.
1: Yeah, no, it's yeah. literally everything, Every everything, everywhere at once is literally about being kind to people and listening to people. That's yeah. what that movie is. You need to listen. And because Evelyn never listens like she, that she is, there's actively people having to say her name repeatedly, because she's never listening to people. And then when she wants to say something nice to her daughter, she'll just call her fat. Um, no, that move, that move, that part didn't struck home at all with with my relationship with my mother at all. Anyway, yeah. off topic. Um, but <laughs> back to lockout. Out. You know, it's just a really solid. I fully because exploitation never wants to show itself as exploitation. It's not like back in the day when they just go canon would make a movie and they're like, yeah, we know exactly what we've made. It's got Brosnan. It's got Chuck Norris, or we're just ripping off friggin', uh what's popular, popular at the moment. It's never that they don't want to sort of say we're doing this. And I think, look, it's okay to be an exploitation schlocky movie. You don't have to pretend that you're being something else. And lockouts trying right. to go have this veneer of like, no, we're a pop. And pro- we're on, you know, we're this. And like, no, you're not, you're for exploitation and you have a, that's what you are you need to lean into it and some of the actors understand this and lean into it like peter stormer i love the fact that he does not care what he shows up in and he is just kills it every single time
2: yeah. Well, that's a whole thing so in general. i feel like that's i mean i feel like exploitation in general like it, it kind of went away but like it didn't because like those movies still exist it's just a matter of like now like they get made for like hundreds of millions of dollars
0: yeah and so it's true.
2: like so it's like so now like, that they, they won't call it that and like they want to like kind of get the rub off of what those things were because even like going back to like quentin tarantino and stuff where it's like doing exactly basically, like yeah. exploitation films just with like, a shitload of like money in craft but they're still exploitation but like like, like i mean Breaking it down, like Django and Chain, it's still a black exploitation film and a spaghetti western. Yes, it's just yeah. one made by a fucking genius. Like in the end, like, like it's still an he'll say that film.
1: he'll say yeah. he'll but, say he's making yeah. exploitation. It's just everyone else. But, but, is like, but, yeah. No, this is going to win yeah. Khan. and he's like, I'm referencing '70s exploitation.
3: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that, movies don't a, want
1: to be called that, but no, that's what they are.
3: No, that's the thing with Tarantino. He's not embarrassed no. by exploitation. Like a, a, exploitation is everything to him you know, like, this is a man who, like, you know, loves uh, like, you know, all the 70s exploitation movies, like, you know, coffee, you know, and stuff Mm -hmm. like, you know, famously when, uh, right before he made Jackie Brown, uh, when he was meeting with Pam Greer, you know, he had posters of coffee and Foxy Brown in his office, and she was like, oh, did you put these up because I was coming in? He was like, no, I was actually going to take them down because (laughs) you were coming in. You know, he's not embarrassed by that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, And that's the problem with a, a lot of filmmakers is that they're 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 embarrassed to be what they are you know what i'm saying mm, like yeah. you know they're making exploitation but they're embarrassed by it like you know so they don't want to admit that that's what they do like you know they're making exploitation films but like you know they they add that air to a pretentiousness to it because you know they want they feel like they're above the material like we're gonna do this but we're gonna do it right mm. we're gonna do it serious and it was like there was nothing wrong with it in the first fucking place.
0: Exactly. You know you yeah. what I'm
3: saying? Like, yeah. you know, like it, it's it's all fucking entertaining. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you you think you're above the material, which makes you an asshole. And yeah, I'm,
1: and that's why we're getting stupid terms like elevated horror, which isn't yes. a yes. thing. Or we're getting oh, this is not like I think when Dungeons and Dragons are gonna is going to come out, you're going to hear the term elevated action fantasy, and it's going to drive me nuts because it's not that you can just make a movie. You can make exploitation. There is nothing wrong with that. You can put violence. You can put tits. You can put swearing. You can do a, a blatant ripoff. Okay, not everyone's Quentin Tarantino and can make, redo it to the point where it's almost original again. But it's it's fine, but everyone's going to make, oh no, it's got to be good. It's like, no, it doesn't. And I think Lockout has a sheen of, oh, this is, a, this is an actual capital M movie. It's like, no, no, no. You're making pure exploitation. That is what you are doing.
2: No, and I mean, that's the whole thing is, like, I mean, because this is, like, like this being, like, a ripoff of um, Escape, and the whole thing is, though, like, what Carpenter was doing was doing exploitation films, but he was doing them as a guy who was the best fucking filmmaker ever, or at least one of the best fucking filmmakers ever, because it's, like, Halloween, we talked about it in our episode, like, Halloween, it's a really simple fucking thing, like, it's just, like, it's it's why everybody's able to rip it off.
1: Yeah, it was a yeah, mass killer, like, which is why there's so like, many why, rip-offs. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. It, there's, like, some rip-offs and sequels and all that shit. But it was, like, the reason that none of them really work on the same level is just because it was just it was John Carpenter's level of craft. And it's the same thing with, like, when you talk about, like, something like, I mean, Assault Breathing 13, for example. Like, yeah. that's just basically, like, him doing a riff on, like, a Western, but with no money. Yeah. So it's just, like, and that's actually the same thing, I guess, true of Escape from New York on some level as well. But like that's the whole thing is like when you it, the I think like the difference now between making like a really solid entertaining piece of work and whatever else you decide to do is just the level of craft in which you've created it with. Yes, because it's like because there's people who have made. Movies that shouldn't, like, I mean, like, I mean, like, it's song like Resident 13 has been ripped off a million times. And that was in itself, like, kind of a ripoff of Real Bravo. So it's like, in the end, like, that's why I think it's funny that Carpenter was just, like, suing them on this one. I'm just like, well, I mean, let's be honest, bro. Like, it's just like, how many times did people rip off Halloween? You didn't give a fuck. Like, it's like, it's like, what I mean, do you, it, why do you suddenly care? <laughs>
1: it feels like you took this one personally, and I don't quite understand why. Because, yeah, Carpenter is one of the... Carpenter has his references, and I think when he just because he was really good at it could remake it into something different. I don't know why he took this one so personally because as as you said before, brisson's already ripped off Escape before yeah. the amount of times when Escape and uh Mad Max came out by the way, both exploitation movies. I mean, I was looking thinking we're doing this Australian series coming up and I'm looking at okay, what's a a, a new wave movie and what's a oh, exploitation? Mad Max appears on both lists, which you can Which I'm like, oh, okay, because it's George Miller, make who's an amazing filmmaker. He can make Mad Max into something right. that's a
3: bit more heightened. And he's not embarrassed. And he's not embarrassed, know, he's not embarrassed like, by, you know, it. yeah, like like look at look at Fury Road, like you know Fury, which Road, is a masterpiece, like, yeah, know, is a the masterpiece. But he's not doing anything different. No, you know he just he's had a lot more money. To, yeah, yeah, he They just gave him a shitload of money to basically do the same shit he was doing like in the other three movies. You know, he's not embarrassed by the material at all. He's like, yeah, hey, fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Let's do it, you know what I'm saying? Let's do let's do the damn thing. But, you know, we, we just got a shitload of dollars that they're throwing at us for no apparent reason and shit. So, like, yeah, you know, let's let's just fucking get out these fucking uh, tribal men with their bare chests in the post-apocalypse, you know what I'm saying? And just, just, just make the goddamn thing. And it's a goddamn masterpiece and shit, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I don't get it, I don't, I don't get it. But, yes. but I think with Carpenter, though, sorry to cut you off on mm. But I think with Carpenter, though, he may have said this personally because I, I feel like there's a part of Carpenter that just like, because like the way like he he, he goes about himself. And I was like, you know, he doesn't give a shit. Mm. Like this man has not given a shit in a, in a long time about filmmaking. But like, I think at that time there was probably a part of him that was holding out hope that he could have that one last hurrah maybe with his boy. Kurt. and like, you know, they maybe could like one day do escape from earth. And that kind of like the make, like the making of this and the release of this kind of kill that. Yeah. Cause this was like, like, okay, okay. You made this and shit and you're basically doing my thing. And now this is going to come out and shit. And if, if I, me and Kurt make escape from earth People are gonna be like, "Oh, you're just ripping off this shit." So he's like, "You know what? I've been ripped off a hundred thousand fucking times, but this shit pisses me off because you know, yeah, you're, you're kind of stealing my thunder here. So you know what? Fuck you, guy, and I'm gonna sue your ass." And he won, and he fucking won. Which is and what Basson I love about to, it, yeah. <laughs> but someone had to pay his motherfucker money, and then he, and then he appealed it. And he, he lost the appeal, so he had to pay Carpenter more money, <laughs> which I fucking love.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, Carpenter's the grumpy old man. He likes to go and play his music, and I love the fact that he's touring. Uh, he wants to watch the Lakers, smoke weed, and play video games, which I'm like, you live your best life, which thank you he's earned it He's earned, he's earned it. it. yeah but i think yeah be, that probably does make sense because the yeah because the amount of ripoffs that came after escape from new york and uh mad max in the early 80s was huge in fact there's a whole italian genre of that just those ripoffs um which i'm sure yes mate probably made one of those movies it's <laughs> a it's few a few yeah so it's kind of so it's not like this is new but yeah there's something about this really stuck in his crawl and i think it's the guy Guy P.S. performance, because it is so good, it's just similar enough, even though he's a little bit different from, he's more of a John McClane, sarcastic doesn't shut up kind of guy, more than Snake is, but the fact that they call him Snow, I'm like, what, you couldn't have just called him something that doesn't start with S? Like, you now it's just getting sad.
3: <laughs> no, no, but it's the it's the reverse, because, you know, it, yeah. it's Snake Pliskin, and then this one, it's Marion Snow. Yeah. Which... Which I I do admit is an awesome name, you know. Mm. What I'm saying like it's like Marion Copretty, mm. like you know <laughs> Marion Copretty. I of did the think of Marion Copretty. <laughs> one of the most, and and both of them are tributes to John Wayne. Yes, you know because that was John Wayne's real name was Mary. Um, fuck John Wayne, by the way. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say I
2: was like I was thinking it, but I wasn't sure if I should say it. But yeah, oh. mother, I don't know if I had man, I, John haven't, Wayne. I haven't listened Motherfuck to the episode.
1: I just did recently did yeah. Searches, which is an amazing movie, and he's really good in it but we did end up in this debate of <laughs> me and matt and daniel and poor anthony was just like what the fuck are you guys talking about who was worse john wayne or Clint eastwood and i'm a huge eastwood fan by the way so this is like i'm but in just in terms of their personal personality we're like daniel's like why are we arguing the moral equivalency of john wayne and Clint eastwood and we're like i don't know they're both assholes yeah yeah i was just about to say that.
2: they're both the i was saying but the one thing that john wayne has going for him he hasn't made several Sad Bastard films. So, like, that's why I would give him the edge. Several.
1: Clint Eastwood has made 20 Sad Bastard films. I mean... Yes, I'm saying. It's all that it <laughs> makes Sad Bastard
2: films.
3: Right, anyway, right. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I, I remember... What was that fucking... Uh, uh, you might remember this, Lindsay. Uh, fucking somebody did a, a Twitter prompt, but it was like, oh, your favorite Westerns, and I had a John Wayne Western on there, and a, mm. and a Clint Eastwood Western. Some... Fucker came out of nowhere. Was like, oh, like you know, fucking John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, racist, and you fucking like. I'm not arguing that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know they're pieces of shit. I just like their movies and shit. What the fuck do you want me to do? Dick up John Wayne and beat his fucking. <laughs> the, beat up his I think there are you people that
1: actually do want to do that. I mean, we were talking like John Wayne's um, Playboy article, which is just like he did this in the 1970s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like it was lost. It was just no one was reading, and then it they got rediscovered. He goes, "He said this." I'm like, "Yeah, John Wayne said that stuff a lot." This is not why is this a surprise to. If you, Yeah, but the thing is with John Wayne and Clint Eastwood is that they are incredibly important film archetypes. I mean, they are so <laughs> important. You do not get sca- uh, Snake Plissken. You do not get... Um, uh, who's this character in uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China? I forgot his
3: Oh, like Jack Burton.
1: Yeah, Jack, but you do not get Jack Burton. You do not get any of these kind of strong, silent guy types if it's not for Wayne and Eastwood. And... Yeah, unfortunately, guess what? Actors you like are often pieces of shit. That's why you don't meet your heroes, yeah. which I like, like, always stand by. I don't want to meet any like, actors I like, ever.
3: Like, yeah, like, here's, here's the thing. Like, Clint, Clint Eastwood is, is a piece of shit for a lot of things. This The, the fuck shit he did to Sandra Locke. Oh. You know what ab- I'm saying? Yeah. It, is, 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 is is enough to us, like, like, yeah, like, you're in your 90s, bro. You should get your ass beat still for that mm. shit. Yeah. You know, like, like wholeheartedly, like, I don't give a fuck how old you are. You deserve your ass beat for what you did to Zonda motherfucker. And, like, I, I, I wasn't disputing that. It's just like, yeah, these motherfuckers made good movies. They're still pieces of shit, but they made good fucking movies, you know? And, you know, what the fuck you want me to do? You want me to go to fucking Hollywood and shit and find uh, uh, the Clean Eastwood's ancient ass and shit and beat him upside his fucking head? I mean, I wouldn't mind, but, like, I'm not fucking doing that and shit, you know what I'm saying? So give me a fucking break here, bro. Fuck. Yeah.
1: Don't realize, dude, do the Judy <laughs> Harry movies are promoting a fascism. Yes. Do I really enjoy them? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, I love anything. No, done. that's like, yeah, yeah
2: that's like we, you mentioned Marion Cobretti. It's just like, Cobra is an accidental cab movie. But yes. It's because it's like, the good guy is the cop that is a bastard so it's like i mean there you go yeah 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 yeah. and this is what
1: this movie again is ripping on as well it's ripping on that archetype it's just snow is not the is not the quiet type at all he will not shut up but yeah it is still a very incredibly important archetype that we will you will always see and it's because of film history it just yeah Sometimes people you like are pieces of shit on screen. That's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah.
3: Like yeah, like yeah, the, you know, they they they're saying never meet your heroes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like yeah. You know, I am I'm, I'm sorry, Clint Eastwood is a, is a real life piece of shit. John Wayne was a real life piece of shit. You know, but uh I mean, I I mean, I don't I don't know them personally, but uh Guy Pearce and Kurt Russell seem like pretty nice guys and shit so
1: Depends on the day yeah, we- with, with Rusty. I think it depends on the day with Rusty. I was
2: going to say, I was like, there are, certain, there are certain things about Kurt Russell where I'm just like, oh, please stop. Like, I think, he's, it's like- I think
1: from what I can tell, he's mellowed. Like um, He owns a, a, a league club now. He's fine. He's just, again, doing that's, that's right. well at expectation that's right. now.
3: Wait, wait, he does identify as libertarian, doesn't he? He does, yes. so, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I'm not sure about Guy. <laughs> I don't know what Guy is guy's doing. So I'm just like, nah, nah,
3: cool. nah, nah, Guy seems cool and shit. He did uh uh Priscilla Queen of the Desert. He seems cool. Yeah. 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 Really so. good
1: in that movie, by the way. Yeah, like I love Oh, yes. I
3: mean, I mean so I mean much. I mean I mean, like here's the thing it's Guy Pierce. Hmm. when when, when have you ever seen guy pierce give a bad performance
1: no you don't because he's always really good and no matter what he does
3: like even when even in prometheus when he was under that fucking horrible makeup he was still great that's legit yeah Yeah, it's guy pierce like come on man like that man is fucking amazing even when he's you know acting in a role where he doesn't give a shit as he doesn't lock out 'Cause it's obvious he doesn't care. No. You know what I'm saying? It's like like it's like it's like Guy Pearce's performance in this is, is comparable to Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in uh Avengers Endgame. Remember when everybody was like, Oh, Robert Downey Jr. deserves an Oscar nomination for his performance in Avengers Endgame? And it was like Robert Downey Jr. is performing the the actor's equivalent of a layup. Yeah in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> like it's just that he's such a great actor. He seems like he's giving Oscar worthy material, but he's essentially just giving you nothing. But yeah. he's such, he's like, and that's what Guy Pierce is doing in this. Like, he's just You're like. You're not wrong. But people a, have
2: won Oscars for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. People have won Oscars for layups. It's not like that would be the first time or the last.
3: Mm. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's most That was definitely. a cool. Korea yeah. wins. Yes. Right. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, like, Guy Pearce has that level of actor where it's just, like, he could basically give an entirely 100% sarcastic performance, and it's fucking amazing because, you know, say he's just that great a fucking actor. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I was just, like, you know, even everything I've said on the movie, where it's just, like, there's not a single memorable action sequence in this movie. It's an action film. With not a single memorable action moment. like they, they, they're not even sequences; they're just action spots. Yeah, they're like they're just things that happen. Like it's not even a full fledged choreographed fight scene. They just punch each other for a few seconds and then it's over. Like you know when uh, they he first encounters the fucking uh, the the um is it the gravity the, the thing? The Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Maggie Grace. Maggie, Maggie Grace. Grace. Her act. Her, her asshole fucking uh, secret service agent mm-hmm. who's basically the asshole who starts everything. Um, oh, he is too, yeah. No, no, like, everything is that motherfucker's fault. Yeah. Like, everything is his fault. Because, like, he's the one who just cannot, you know, contain himself into beating up an uh, old Scottish buddy. Mm. Um, And then everything goes to shit because of this mo- that motherfucker right there. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just like, uh, like the, the 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 elevator doors open and then fucking Snow is there and him and the fucking prisoner they punch each other and then Snow blows his head up and it's like you could have had like a nice intricate fight scene right there even if it was like forty five seconds you know this is this is me and my fucking action nerd brain uh working and it's like you, like there there's several moments in this movie where you could have done something special and you didn't because you were just looking to get it open. Mm. you know what I'm saying and it's just like you know that's why it shouldn't as an action film it shouldn't work at all you know what I'm saying like, like they did like because there's so many moments where it's just like you could have given us fucking spellbinding magic like um, I, I looked it up uh, Patrick it is Pierre Morel the guy who okay. did take
0: okay. him mm. yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. he could have made it work um, yes. He did not make it work with the gunman with Sean Penn because that movie. Sucked. Oh no, not, not, not all of his. Yeah, no, not all of his films are winners. I'm not arguing that. <laughs> like, like Taken is good. Uh, I do like From Paris with Love. I know some people don't. A lot of people I like it. I liked it a lot. Um, the gunman sucks, and I'm pretty sure that's due to uh, Sean Penn being <laughs> the star of that movie. Because fuck Sean
0: Penn. <laughs> um, fuck Sean <laughs>
3: Penn. Yeah, he, he you, you. I know you snitched on El Chapo, you motherfucker, you. you know also, saying? speaking of sad bastards, but there you go. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, but um, he, he could have made magic out of lockout. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because he's obviously a, a, a creative filmmaker who could have made, you know, fantastic action sequences.
2: And it's like, there's so many... Moments but he that did, because up... that's, that's the thing is like because he directed *Bad New 13*, and like that thing is like he so he did. That's right. That's right. Version. He did. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. He did an memorable totally put... escape, that, a memorable version of *Escape from New York*.
3: <laughs> but no, yeah, and that's right. That's how he got taken was mm-hmm. because yeah. of his work on. um, just... I mean, you call it with—I don't know how to pronounce that, so I just call it District B thirteen,
2: um, <laughs> or 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 or, or brick mansions. So. <laughs> I still, to this day, have never seen that. I have no plans to ever see that. I no, Patrick, fine with Patrick, that. Pat, Patrick, you've seen it. You've
3: <laughs> seen it. I guarantee you. Like it, it, it. it if you've seen District B thirteen, you've seen Brick Mansions. It is the same. Fucking movie. There's not a goddamn thing changed in it. Oh my god. It is, it is the same movie. Like I like my boy Preem said the same thing. Oh, I've never seen that. You've seen it. Like you've seen district, you've seen the District, district B13, right? He was like, Yeah, you've seen Brick Mansions. There's not a damn thing different in it. So. <laughs> but yeah, like it like. Even like you know, Basan's a piece of shit, but even he could have created magic with Locker. Mm. I mean, you just look at fucking the fifth element, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And just know that like this motherfucker would have like done wonders with the like mm. you know, every setup
2: um like even know, before that. I mean like Lafemme Nikita and Leo. Yeah. He does like what was brilliant that? fucking stuff. what's
1: it no what's the space movie he made with uh, Dane toham?
2: I know what you're talking about. I cannot remember the name of it. but Valerian. Oh, yeah, um, of a Valerian. Valerian. Valerius, Valerian. I, and actually, though, it does I, have Enchantress in it. So like that brings this full circle. It does. It yeah, brings yeah. us full circle. It has
1: Enchantress <laughs> in it. It was that I... Look, it's not a perfect movie, and but it's got some of the most amazing set design. It's got some good co-action scene. I'm still not convinced on Dane DeHaan at all. Um, but it is, yeah, it has got some, at least some texture to it, unlike Lockout, uh, but that's not where my enjoyment comes from the movie. So I think, yeah, Lockout is Lockout and you can either take it as it is, or you don't take it as it is, but you're not going to have a terrible time with it. And yes, again, we keep going back to Guy Pearce because he's awesome in it, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's Lockout. Um, anything else yeah. you want to say about Lockout before we go on to the main event, which I'm very
3: excited yeah. about? <laughs> no like i just say like like just to you know uh you know co-sign what you said um it's a movie that shouldn't work but it does besides itself and mainly due to guy pierce just being an incredible performer yeah and 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 i think it it works even better that he does not give a fuck about the material and i mean he he he! I, he obviously did because he did bulk up for the movie. Like he no. is buff. He is buff as fuck. He, he like he, he he looks like like the the super who just uh came into my job. Who's a big juice head looking motherfucker? Like big Jersey Shore looking motherfucker. No. Fucking Mike the Situation's dad looking motherfucker, fucking dad the situation looking motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Like just big old buff, like (laughs) meathead looking motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like just like straight up and down. Like he like he obviously did care to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? You're right, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay. I'm saying, I'm saying, like, if you see the guy who's basically the new boss at my job, this guy's a big old meathead looking look. <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, God. I hope like they never discover my secret life as a podcast guy. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna listen to it. Oh, you do a podcast rob, well, let me hear this one. Oh, like you did a lockout? Let me hear this. Oh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But, like, I was like, yeah, Guy Pierce obviously did, you know, prepare a bit, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Because you obviously did have to have a certain set of kids. Like, he obviously did. Yeah, he didn't want to look the part. But obviously, like, you know what I'm saying? He was just like, eh, you know, this doesn't deserve like 100% of my talents. No. I'll give 50%. 50%, But the thing is, Guy Pierce 50% is 100 times better than. Many actors trying to give like two hundred percent. Yeah, you know, uh, he's just that great a fucking actor, and the movie is like I, I think the movie as a whole was fine. Like you know, what I'm saying I, I I loved it, I enjoyed it, I had a blast when I saw it in the theaters, and I still had a blast when I rewatched it. But it 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 succeeds purely on the back of Guy Pierce. It does. Like that's why. That's why he is swollen because he is carrying this movie on his fucking back.
2: <laughs> no, um, that Patrick. is actually the one reason I would say yeah. that he does care because he clearly does. Because otherwise, like, if he didn't carry the movie on his fucking back, the movie wouldn't work. So, therefore, yes. he clearly cares at least a little because, mm-hmm. like, he could have just, I don't think that he didn't care. I think that he just was having a good time. Mm. Like it's like because I, I mean, I don't necessarily want him to give like a memento-esque performance in this film. I don't think no. that works any better. So it's like I think that he knew exactly what he was doing for this movie. Right. And he definitely applied he I think he applied himself. It's just a matter of he was he took this movie. So, he wouldn't have to like fucking kill himself. So, it's right, like right, yeah. that's totally fine with me. Like, that's like, that's, I think he's great. And I think Gilgun's great. And I think that's why the movie ultimately works for me, even though like I feel nothing for Maggie Grace. Um, and I feel o- only slightly more for um, the less interesting villain. So, <laughs> it's like, it's fine. But like, those two are the stars of the show. And those are the reasons I would recommend the movie to anybody who was curious about it.
3: Right, like like you can tell like with Guy Pierce that that's why I say he understood the assignment. It's like yeah. this movie doesn't deserve one hundred percent. So I'm just going to give fifty and but it's just like, you know, it's Guy Pierce, so it's like like I said, his fifty percent is better than many actors, one hundred percent. And that's why it works, you know what I'm saying? Because he understands the assignment, Peter stormer understands the assignment, John... Gilgan, Joe Gilgan, yes mm. Joe Joe Gilgan understands the assignment. and that's all you really need.
1: And it is a really really fun time. And with that, we're going to be getting into a movie that I was just delighted by. I thought I had seen this, but I hadn't and that is of course Escape from LA. Um Rob, we'll go with you this time. What is going to be your trailer for Escape from LA?
3: Well, um, I thought about this long and hard. Um, I was trying to think of, like, sci-fi pictures. Don't give me that look, Patrick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, I was trying to think of, like, you know, sci-fi pictures to go with. Uh, I could have went with another, you know, John Carpenter film, but, you know, I don't like being fucking obvious. Um, so I decided to go with uh, David Mamet's uh, Spartan. Where's the girl? Sir, we believe she was abducted, that she was taken to a bordello. Here in Boston? She may have been delivered for sale. It
0: sent down the pipeline and overseas. To get to her father. What do they do when they realize who they took?
1: They kill her. Got two days before the press wakes up i need a man a man who can unquestionably
2: follow orders i am here to get the girl back sir and there is nothing i will not do what's this she signs all of her letters with that she sees things cockeyed like Picasso. they took her who is they i don't want to get in trouble she was here where is she you're going to
0: leave your <laughs> life or you're going to leave the information in this room there's a slate trade going on of
3: american women
0: her father was in town. They took the Secret Service detail off her to take him tomcatting. She was snatched while he was cheating on his wife. It comes out, they lose the election. I did my part. What part was that? They gotta get her back. There is no they. They'll let her die.
3: They told him she was dead. Sorry, Val Kilmer, uh Veronica Mars, uh William H. Macy. Like 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 you know. It's a David Mamet picture, so you're going to have like you know a lot of great fucking actors in it. I'm a huge fan of this highly underseen film. Uh, I, I love Spartan. Um, of course, you have uh, it being spearheaded by the great Val Kilmer, and um, it's you know saying of course it's it's written and directed by David Mamet, who is just like one of the gods of like writing. So to speak, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when people talk about, like, screenwriters and stuff and and all that stuff, like, you know, you get uh, Quentin Tarantino a lot, Mm. which, of course, it's earned. Because Quentin Tarantino is a god of screenwriting. Uh, Shane Black, who is my preferred uh, screenwriter. I mean, I I have been called out on this, but uh, I prefer Shane Black over Quentin.
2: I mean, I don't um, compare. I know I love them both. I mean, like Shane Black is my fucking hero, but like I love Quentin oh, yeah. too. It's like I was I, I know, I'm like I'm not gonna like put one above the other. They're both greats. They just do different no, things.
3: No, like no, I would I would never. You know what I'm saying? Like they they're both different. It's just like because of me, like I prefer Shane Black over Quentin. You know what I'm saying? Because I was essentially raised on Shane Black. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like *Lethal Weapon*, particularly *Last Boy Scout*. Uh Last Boy Scout, uh as far as the movies, like my most like quotable movie. Um, like I I every line in that movie is just like a winner, a singer, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You want to call it? it's every, every line is beautiful. Of course, like, you know, Long Kiss good night. Um, Shane Black has an obsession with movies titled with L's. He does. Um, <laughs> but like uh I, I would put David mamet there. You know say David mamet is an incredible writer. Uh like one movie I wanted to mention as I'm talking about David Mammoth is a movie he did called Red Belt. Um which which is fucking amazing. Uh if you haven't seen Red Belt, please see Red Belt. But uh Spartan is is another one of the movies that I feel is criminally underseen and under talked about. Uh it starts about Kilmer as a secret like it's sort of like if I remember correctly, he's like sort of a secret service agent who uh finds himself in uh this mystery thing about uh, the president's daughter and he's uh, chosen to save her. And I felt it was appropriate because as as you will see in Escape from LA, um, it's about a guy rescuing the president's daughter who the president does not want to be rescued. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because in Spartan, uh, the president's daughter had a Secret Service detail who the president called away from her so he can go and cheat on the first lady and then uh she went and got kidnapped and that would be obviously being embarrassing you know what i'm saying because you took away your the the your secret service detail from your daughter so you can go fuck another lady behind your wife's back (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) and then it's like you know that comes out and she's like oh like you know like the president's an adulterer so it's like fuck it let my daughter die you know what i'm saying it's whatever you know what i'm saying i don't want to be put out there as like you know just like this kind of deplorable guy even though like most presidents are you know big pieces of shit
0: yeah
2: oh it's fair it's fair to say probably all of them yeah all, all of them yeah you know what i'm
3: saying and uh i i you know what i'm saying i felt it was appropriate because of that but also I just wanted to talk about how Spartan is just a fantastic fucking movie. Um, It was, like, made in that time where Val Kilmer's relevancy kind of fell off as, like, a big star. But, like, he was kind of, like, positioning himself as, you know, like, repositioning himself as, like, just the amazing actor that he is. You know, that and the salt sea you know yeah. what I'm saying? It was just like, you know, like, you no, know, showing the people was like, no, I get down. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm a real fucking actor. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, like, before that, like, he was doing, like, Batman Forever and The Saint, you know, big uh you know, big studio motion pictures, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like, you know, like, Spartan and Assault in the Salt-and-Sea was at that, that period where he was just, like, showing that. No, no. No, 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 no. Like, let me remind you motherfuckers, who I am. Going back Mal to his Silver
1: character, actor roots yeah. a little bit. Yeah, no, like, I have yeah yeah.
3: yeah. yeah, like, you know, when he was doing shit like, like, uh, like, like, Kill Me Again, mm. uh, made by the great John Dahl, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, fan, fan, fantastic fucking movie. Mm. And like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And uh, of course, you have like other incredible actors in there, Johnny Messner, who I feel is, like is criminally underrated. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You see, you see him most bit parts now and shit, but I think Johnny Messner is, like, really fucking fantastic and shit. Um, uh, what's this? Oh, my God. Uh, I know it's Derek Luke, who's in that film and shit. Uh, he's fucking fantastic. Uh, him and Val Kimmer have my favorite exchange in that movie, uh, where, they, where they're talking about, like, you know, because they're soldiers. And they're talking about, like, you know, their experiences, mm. where, where like, you know, Val Kimmer's character is the more experienced soldier. You know what I'm saying? Derek Luke is, you know what I'm saying, like, up and coming. You know uh like and exchanges uh in, in the city there's always in the reflection in the jungle there's always a sound and Derek luke character goes what about the desert and jerry goes you don't want to go in the desert you know what i'm saying which is which is which is a real thing because you know what i'm saying i know many people who don't the, the mm-hmm. desert is the fucking the you know the death nail and shit you know what i'm saying um I, I I I love David Mamet. Uh, like I said, I mentioned Red Bell, but like also Ronin, uh, which he wrote uncredited. Well, under a pseudonym because uh, he wanted full credit because he basically wrote the script, but like contract dictated that, uh, or or Writers Guild uh, rules dictated that. Uh, oh, he has to give credit to the, the 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 writer of the original story, and he was like, uh... Fuck it. just leave just leave me uncredited. I don't give a <laughs> But David Mamet is responsible for Ronan, and you could fucking tell. If you know David Mamet's stuff, you could tell that 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 just hits like uh, like his whole uh, the, the the scene with uh, Robert Robert De Niro's confrontation with Sean Bean. Mm. Um, when it's just like they're going over the plan, and it's like, uh, oh yeah, one guy over here, one guy over here. It was like, oh yeah, like you put a guy over, a guy over here and shit fucking guy passes they fucking kill each other you know what i'm saying it's like you know it's a beautiful fucking movie you know what i'm saying it's like i love david mammoth and um i just i i I felt like you know it, it would be like perfect way to just you know just sneak in my love for Mammoth a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because... Oh, no. Uh,
1: Mammoth's great. I mean, he wrote Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I mean, co- Coffee is for Winners. Like, it is, yeah. that is one of the best scripts ever put to film. And I always no. loved a movie coffee, called Homicide. Coffee's
3: for Closers. Always.
1: Coffee is Closers, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I do love, yeah. well, I don't love a movie, this movie because it's Homicide. It's very dark. Um, But it is, yes. it's about anti, it's Nazis. Uh, <laughs> and Joe Magnigna, I'm pronouncing butchering his name. I I, oh, his
3: name I did. It's
1: yeah. Joe Montana. Yes, Joe
3: Montana. Oh, 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 no, 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 Lindsay. I thought you, was, you were talking about, uh, what, what's his fucking name? Uh, uh Joe Magni, Like, motherfucker. Oh, Manginella. Manginella. Mag- Manginella. Yes. Yeah. They're very different. I could accent. never, I could never pronounce that motherfucker's last oh, no. name, man. <laughs> yeah. not
1: play Fat Tony on The Simpsons.
3: I want the mayor dead. I want his wife dead. I want his cat
2: and his dog dead.
3: Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Who is before the cat?
2: just killed the mayor
1: it is you know martinia yes martinia this uh, there, there's, he just makes these also really well written but really solid movies i haven't seen spartan yet but it does sound very much like that it
3: is uh, spartan is fucking great
1: yeah and i think he's got the he's such a unique kind of voice especially when he writes much like carpenter so no this is this is a great great trailer uh patrick have you seen spartan or
2: Yes, I have. I mean, it was it was like a it was a long time ago. But yeah, yeah. I do well, I think, like, I do think uh the main thing I remember about it is just Val's performance. I think Val was great in it. Yeah. Um because that was it also like I mean, yeah, because also the movie you didn't mention during that whole era was like Wonderland, where he was John Holmes. Yes, which I thought he was oh, yeah. thought he, was, he yeah. was good in that too. Um Assault and yeah. the Sea, I also really love. But um but no, yeah, I do think it's cool. Although um my whole thing with Mamet is like I like Memet, but like there's a weird thing where it's like everyone's just like he's the best of all time, and I'm like, I mean, he's good. They're like, no, he is the best of all time. And I'm like, all right, Jesus Christ, I'm just gonna walk away but, then. That's fine.
3: Well, well Lindsay no, is correct. He did write Clint Gary, Clint Ross. No, I, I yeah,
2: I, I like Mamet. I'm not saying anything against Mamet. I'm just saying like it's but weird. Nothing, like, there's no even... like middle of this. It's just like North. no, he's good. <laughs>
1: He's never quite lived up to the script that is Glenn Glary. Again, ah, I'm having, she's talking. Ugh. That movie, he, he, that is one of the best just dialogue-heavy scripts because it was a play, it was, because he was started as a playwright. So I think that was right. one of those plays. It got adapted into the screen. No, you're,
3: yeah. you're, you're 100% right. Like, that to me, like, is the best version of a play being turned into a movie.
1: Yeah. And I love it's, play adaptions on screen. Like, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like that, that Glenn, Gary, Glenn, Rose is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, the the fucking Baldwin's whole like eight-minute scene, like what's your name? Fuck you, that's my name. <laughs> like you see this watch, you see this watch. This watch costs more than your car. You know what I'm saying? Also, uh, Pacino in there, like um, oh, what a big man you are let me buy you a pack of gum. I teach you how to chew it. <laughs> like,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, speaking of sad bastard movies, it is the ultimate sad bastard movie. And oh they, yeah, so it's, it's very, it feels different from a lot of what Mamet would go on to direct. Cause he's very like, some more of a hard boiled kind of thing where is that movie's <laughs> much more dialogue driven, sad bastard men who could never live up to this heightened masculinity. That is Alec Baldwin at the beginning. They just, they just never, I mean, oh my God, Jack Lemmon in that movie, I just yeah. oh
3: like no yeah. no the beautiful thing was that Jack Lemmon inspired uh the character on The Simpsons. The- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gil Gil. Like, oh, I almost had that for sale. You know? <laughs> oh, don't put him on the phone. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, oh.
1: Yeah. I mean there's a reason why Jack Lemon is one of the greatest actors of all time. It's you see him in this and you just realize that he's just created something. Or you, he feels like he created something out of thin air when it was all on the page, but yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, uh, Spartan is just would sounds like it was a perfect trailer, and it's got that hard boiled kind of no fuss, which mammoth tends to like to do yeah. a lot in his like action movies, like Heist and and Homicide. Um, but Patrick, what is going to be your trailer for Escape from New York?
2: <laughs> See, Rob didn't want to be obvious. I don't have that level of shame. So, <laughs> um, I have selected the previous uh, carpenter uh joint, uh, Big Trouble Little China, which was mentioned previously. That's a classic. Um... This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express,
3: and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. <laughs> It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're
2: all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery.
0: W- what's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. Ow. They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring the order out of chaos. it's where big trouble was waiting for jack burton who jack burton me jack 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 they told him to go to hell He make one move jack! and that's just where he's going
2: somebody. I don't care who tell me what is going on. And because totally I feel like it definitely is reflective of Escape from LA cuz like Escape from New York is very like dark and like serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Escape from LA Find is it. very much the opposite. Yes. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. LA, yeah. I, I, I I was
3: I was definitely going to get into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
2: it's like that's why I do think it's funny when people do it basically being like just straight remake, and I'm like yes and no they're, they're very yeah. totally different but the thing is that like carpenter can do both I like, think he's like that's why I do think is interesting
1: oh um is that you have
2: like like big trouble yeah. in China
1: and what was the oh shit the I'm here the two um bubble gum and kick they ass live the yeah yeah yeah. They they live.
2: Live. yeah
1: yeah he's he's got he knows he's very fun he's got a very specific sense of humor and he's very good at satire which I think big trouble in little China is Absolutely, doing the fact that Jack Burton is not the star of the movie; it's actually Danny yes. Dunn, is, oh he's Danny Dunn's the hero. I think is,
3: yeah, like like it, like yeah, Kurt it, Russell. It, Kurt, Kurt Russell is the star, but he is not the hero. Yes, yes. he is essentially the 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 sidekick. Yeah, who thinks I, he's a, I, I who thinks the hero
1: noise. in his own? Who thinks he's the hero in his own movie? It is um, going back to the Searchers. It's very much that. I mean, yeah, John Wayne's the star of that movie, but it is. Um, Jeffrey Dunn, I think it is actually, who plays Martin, is the actual hero. And it, it, yeah, but it is a glorious, glorious movie. I don't know how you don't watch Big Trouble in Little China and just not smile for the 90 minutes that that movie is on screen. It is so imaginative. It is so beautiful. It is. All the performances are amazing. You love every single one of those um, things. There's a reason why um, James Hong was in again. Everything, everywhere, once to keep breaking up the same movies, but they're all seven degrees of bacon connected. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a goddamn perfect movie almost.
2: No, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I went into it with Wileyhausen um, on Action Addicts, um, but yeah, like I definitely, it's funny because like, I do, as I said, like Carpenter does. Like he gets kind of remembered for being kind of like the because because he did Halloween, which is like obviously like not a, like a fun time in the traditional sense. I mean, it is if you're a horror nerd, but like mm. if you're not, like it's, it's it's definitely whatever. But like um he doesn't like, get the same recognition for his kind of more over the top shit, yeah. and that's why I really like uh, Escape from Escape from LA, especially. Um, I feel like gets unfairly shit on. Because, yes. like, I think when Carpenter is having fun, it's very obvious, and it's it's very... It it plays through the screen. Like, you can't help but, like, it radiates. Like, it comes into you. Like, that's, mm. it's, it becomes part of you. So it's, mm. like, that's why I had to go with that one.
1: No, you kind of do. I mean, it's kind of one of the best movies of the 80s, though, with John Carpenter, it's, it's hard to pick one of his of the 80s that you could just go, well, that's the best one. But I love this movie. I think it's my favorite um Russell performance. I think he's just perfect as Jack Burton. Just the way he leaves at the end of that movie is hilarious. <laughs> he's just like I'm gone now. <laughs> um because yeah. all he wants is his truck. That's all he wants. He just wants his goddamn truck. And it's yeah, I mean it's goddamn freaking big trouble in little China. Um for me when I was watching Escape from LA. I loved how LA it is because I think one of the fairest criticisms about yeah. Escape from New York is that Carpenter doesn't know anything about New York. He's not a New Yorker. Yes,
3: yes. I, I was going to bring that up.
0: Yes, that
3: that you know what I'm saying that's that's my biggest problem with Escape from New York is that Carpenter. I love the guy, but he he has no understanding of how New York is, and, and it's pie. like it's almost like yeah, it, it's you know me being a New Yorker. You know what I'm saying? You're it, going to notice it. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's almost like uh, a, uh, a movie based on the cliches of you.
1: Yes, where there's the Escape from L.A., even though it's very much doing on the cliches, it feels real, like the fact that everyone's giving directions about where, which highway they're taking and kind of things like that. It yeah. captures a very specific L.A.-ness. So I am going to yeah. go for a movie that I watched for the first time yesterday and I've kind of fallen in love with. But that is Repo Man from 1984, directed by Al.
2: Fuck yes! (laughs) Meet Otto. He's a green cut
0: kid in a dirty business. He repossesses
3: cars. He's a Repo Man. You gonna give me my car back or do I gotta go to your house and shove your dog's head down the toilet? His mission
0: is to repossess a 64 Chevy, but hidden within its trunk... What you got in the trunk? You don't wanna look in there. Is the most important discovery in the history of our planet. Repo Man. It's a mystery. Suppose you're thinking about a plate of shrimp. Suddenly somebody will say, like, plate
3: or shrimp or plate of shrimp out of the blue no explanation it's a comedy what
0: are you doing Why don't you do that
3: it's a chase it's the forces of
0: law marlene i'm on my coffee break against the representatives of discontented youth against the finest minds in government i had a lobotomy in the end lobotomy isn't that for loonies
1: this <laughs> movie fucking rules it is yes a, the Emilio Estevez's main character is such a dumb shit and he captures it perfectly. He, uh, uh, Harry Dean Stanton is so good and just when he's sort of talking about the the patho- mythos of what a Repo Man is and the whole alien thing, which doesn't actually need to be in this movie. You did not have to have aliens, but I love the whole LA conspiracy thing that this movie is building toward. I mean, fuck me. Why is it taking me so long to watch Repo Man? It It is so punk in its very bones and I'm, looking at it, I'm staring at an actual punk which is patrick and he's just nodding going (laughs) yes yes
2: (laughs) that's why i saw repo band for the first time because i had the soundtrack before i even knew it was a movie yeah and it was just like it's like because it was like circle jerks and i was like fuck yeah yeah. and then like i like i got the movie for like some it was like you know like a random like dump bin for like four dollars yeah and like a dvd and i watched it like ten thousand times because it is the it's like it is i okay I have said many times I don't believe in perfect films. Repo Man is goddamn close. Repo Man (laughs) fucking rules.
1: It is. It's just there are not many people who I can see who have the punk sensibility. It's been Penelope Ferris and it's been um, Alex Cox. Those two directors somehow capture this dumb shit, lazy, kind of aimless, but doesn't really fit into anything, but they like punk. It's a really hard mood to capture, and Repo Man does it and then it does all this other amazing stuff within it that it didn't actually need but it makes the movie better it doesn't the fact that it opens up with a series of maps around LA I'm just like and that friggin soundtrack I'm just like yeah this this movie is punk in in the this is what it is it is people getting high drinking too much partying too much not really caring about anything I, I mean and like, I love when they sort of suggest that Emilio Estevez should be a Rupert Man. He's like, fuck you, man. And then as soon as he finds out he can't get the money from his parents, he's like, so how much does this job cost? Like, it's just, yeah, I this movie's perfect. Yeah, I loved it so much.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know if, Rob, I don't even know, have you seen Rupert Man? I have no idea, but, okay, so no. Um, but, um, but no, like, it's, it's, as you said, like it's, like it's pretty much the definition of punk rock on like celluloid. So like, I know you hated SLC Punk, but like, I feel like you would. I didn't hate it. I didn't. Hate it, it. I
3: I like the movie, but it's a movie I I, I would not watch again. Mm. I, I saw it once for a specific reason, and it yep. wasn't my thing. I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't my thing because mm. I like you know I'm it, it, I it, obviously. You know, I'm 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 a different kind of person, and you know, I, I I don't understand like the lifestyle. Like you know, although I appreciate it a lot more now due to uh, my interaction with Patrick, also uh, Mac, who who's a lot more punk than mm-hmm. I am, and he loves SLC punk. Um, so like he was he was into it. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, nah, this movie's good. It's just it, it's not for me. It captures a very
1: specific area of L.A., like, which is why I wanted to pick it, because it is L.A. in its bones. It is not just the punk scene, it's the L.A. punk scene, which I think is very, very important. No,
2: yeah, yeah, that's 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, because that was actually all the thing is, like, I wasn't... I was basically, like, an infant when, like, this was, like, a thing. Because, like, mm. Reapman is 84 and I was born in 83. So, like, mm-hmm. um, so, like, that. But I, I did a lot of research when I was younger on, like, the L.A. punk scene, like, the D.C. punk scene, the mm. New York punk scene, like, whatever. And, like, yeah, no. From what I can tell, it definitely seems to be, like, a pretty accurate... Like, especially because that's the other thing. is like, I do like when, like, punk movies, like, don't necessarily, like, need to go out of their way. Because it's, like, I there's even movies that i like like i like like lords of dogtown but i don't necessarily need um rise against playing black flag in it like yes. i don't necessarily know that i needed that so it's like i was like yeah no i, I understand what punk rock is thank you though um <laughs> whereas this it was just, it just kind of like part of the tapestry of what yeah. they're doing so like that's yeah, know i love it very very much i mean and I, and I do think the sci-fi elements they're batshit insane but it also is kind of what it plays really well to what Alex Cox I think does really well. Yeah. Where he he like, he's really good at Batching insanity, which is why even movies he did that are like horrifically like depressing, like Sid and Nancy, still like ultimately yes. are kind of fun because like he knows how to like handle the anarchic anar I can't say the word. Um the anarchy of it.
1: Yes. No, you're absolutely right. And I think there's a certain which we might as well get into Escape from LA.
0: Welcome to the theater. For everyone's enjoyment, we'd like to remind you of the following rules. No talking. No smoking. No littering. No red meat. No freedom of religion. And remember, all marriages must be approved by the Department of Health. Failure to obey these rules will result in immediate loss of citizenship and deportation to the island of Los Angeles. Enjoy the show.
2: Your rules are really beginning to annoy me. We
0: ah! ran a psycho profile on a music a database of five million sociopathic personalities. He hit the bottom of the curve. Catches on quick, doesn't
2: she? This town loves a winner. They say we play a little Bangkok rules. Nobody draws until this hits the ground. You ready?
0: Draw.
1: You got a problem with that. There is a certain anarchy to escape from LA, which you only really see in his They Live and the aforementioned Big Trouble in Little China. Which Carpenter has control over everything, um and yes, Escape from LA has always been. Oh, that's that's when the wheel started falling off for Carpenter, um, which I don't think is completely true because I was actually thinking about this. I'm like, why Carpenter makes Carpenter movies? He doesn't really move away from his format of how. He likes to make movies. They're a Carpenter movie. Why in the 90s did suddenly people just go, oh, I don't like these compared to, if Escape from LA, apart from the CGI, is very similar to his other bombastic 80s ones, why are they more held in high esteem than this one? Is it because, say, unlike Wes Craven, who adapted, who could adapt for every single decade he was in and could could maneuver, was it because John Carpenter just was like Robert Altman, even though he says Robert Altman's crap? Just made John Carpenter movies, and then everyone who was in the nineties going, "I want something different." Looked at this and went, "Yeah, I don't want this."
3: I, 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 I probably think has, that's I, I think Has a lot. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that he seemed like in his later years to get a bit more cynical.
1: Yes. Oh, this like,
3: is true. Like, yeah, like, yeah, he like, if not for nothing, Escape from LA is the most cynical of. John Carpenter movies, mm.
0: especially, oh, yeah. especially,
2: especially the ending. Yeah, like, like. Although that, like, I actually have, he said that Kurt Russell wrote the ending part and parcel. Yeah, like, that's what he said. But, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah, like, yeah. He said that Russell, it, Russell was behind the entire ending of the movie, and I think that you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's because you know they they're, they're close friends, so it's like. Carpenter had to rub off on mm-hmm. Muscle, a, just a wee bit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, Carpenter is that kind of filmmaker where it's just like, because I remember uh, him him stating like, Harry Dean Stanton on Escape from New York stating that uh, uh like, he wanted to change a few lines of the movie, you know say to suit him better. Say, yeah, just don't change my plot. Man. You know what I'm saying? But like, you can say whatever you want, you know what I mean? So it's like, he gives actors freedom, like, as long as, like, they stay in tune with what he's creating. And I get the sense that he let Russell get away with the endings because it's like, yeah, yeah, do do that shit because, you know what I'm
2: saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's, exa- I don't that's I will exactly say- how yeah. I feel. Yeah, no, that thing is, like I was like, I do think that the ending, though, it's funny how I kind of look at it differently now than I used to, because, like, when I watched it back in the day, like, when I saw it, it's like, oh, yeah, like, fuck authority, whatever, and then I watch it now, and I'm just like, I am concerned, because I feel like their whole thing, because the whole thing is that like, the movie is basically like, um, the Americas become, like, a uh, theocracy, whatever, um, and oh, you mean it's
1: where a, it's heading to right now?
2: That's what I was gonna say. I was like, <laughs> "We are the Christians." <laughs> this
1: feels <laughs> like this is America five years from now if certain people get their way. Like this is yes, not, no, yes,
2: yes. Considering who's 100%. been taken,
1: who, considering the people who have been taken to LA Island, I'm like, oh shit.
2: Yeah, no. That's yeah. like. It's, I was like, when I first like saw it, I was just whatever, and I was just like, and the whole thing of because I mean, as we kind of discussed, like. Kurt Russell's kind of famously libertarian. Mm. Um, and I have some issue well, with the fact that. that he's
1: turning America yeah. into a full dystopia. Like it's not, it's a, there's a theocracy that's happening, which is not good. Like I'm not saying yeah. what's happening in, in that particular version of America is not something I'd want to live in. I'm not sure I want to live in the um, dystopian thing that, Snake is just created, either. I'm no, like, yes,
0: exactly. Can we yeah. find
1: a can we can we find a third version? That's kind no, of no, yeah, which totally. I think, which I think it makes the ending more interesting because you're going. Yes. Well, I don't want any of these. Thank you. Can we? Yes, like else?
3: I mean, yeah. I mean, like I think Snake's idea is fuck them all. Oh,
1: it's burned to the ground. You know Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Like, yeah, like you know, like I mean, if Snake like had the option of just. Blowing the entire fucking planet up. He probably would have chose that. Oh, he would not yeah. All. Yeah, like, you know, just like, eh, nuke, nuke the entire America. Yeah, just fuck them all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even with the first one, you know, where he where he rips the fucking tape out. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. fucking, you know. And that that's very corporate. Like, mm-hmm. fuck them all. You know what I'm saying? Which is why I appreciate that, man. You know, say so this is why he's my favorite out of the four horsemen of the horror yes, apocalypse. You know, too. just that just that that attitude is just like, you know, Romero is, is, is kind of was the kind of the same way as well. Um
1: Romero, like, Romero felt like he had more hope in him though. Like he was devastating. He was like, fuck them all. But he was I always had a sense that
3: yeah.
1: Romero was looking for a better place, which I don't think happened, especially by LA. He
3: wasn't. He was just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, it's not going to get better.
3: Like, yeah, like, yeah, Carpenter, to me, seems like a realist. Yes. You know, where it's just like, you look at something like, going to Romero, you look at him in, like, Day of the Dead. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, like, uh, like, that's his vision of, this is America. You know what I'm saying? When you look at Joe Pilato's character. Of Captain Rhodes, where it's just like this This is where America has descended into. And you know, the, the, these guys are all fuckboys. You know what I'm saying? And they're they, they just going to run us into the ground. But there, there's, there was an air of him in Day to Day that was like, I mean, like, maybe we could, you know what I'm saying, with the right people, we could strive to, 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 to get somewhere better. You know what I'm that, saying? Like yeah, where they escape to the
1: island. Yeah, that's yeah. why yeah. I think Wes Craven has become my favorite of the four horror horror horsemen, is because he was the eternal op- optimist. Like no matter yeah, like, what evil came your way, like in say people um who live under the the people who live under the stairs, that is a burn it all to the ground. But that is just fuck the people who are in charge. We need a different. System, not quite like Escape from LA, which is just nuke everything. Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like I mean, the People Under Stairs is basically like like um, if you like break that movie down, it's basically like rich people versus like the freaks of society. Yes. Which Is basically similar to what like this is doing in terms of like because you have like the president. I was thinking of people
1: under the stairs a lot. (laughs)
2: Yeah, 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 where it's very like Reagan esque, and then like, I mean, like it's, cause everything that we're heading towards is all like the bullshit that started with the like, Reagan, and we're just kind of like reaching oh, the logical yeah. conclusions of it now. Um, and that was always something that Carpenter rallied against because that was the whole thing with he talked about with They Live, where yeah, he's, like, yeah. People, people thought about it being, um, people interpreted it being, um, about like the Jews taking over the world, whatever. He's like. No, 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 no. I was talking about yeah, what was happening yeah, in the
1: right. '80s, which was
2: he's like, he's like, I'm not on economics, dude. Like, yeah. I was just like, I was just like, yeah, that's my whole thing. Is like, so this was him addressing, which I mean, I can't say that he's completely wrong, but like the whole idea of when you, even when you have like, let's say, like, um, democratic. A president because at the time it was, it was, clinton. It was clinton yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and what
1: was in terms of policy and in terms of what was happening in america during clinton how different actually was it was from the 80s it was just a sense of we don't have reagan but
2: no yeah yeah clinton and was it still was also just yeah it was just people that were like
1: because people think when democrats and oh it's the left wing no these guys are center-right i mean clinton got in trouble yeah. for having an affair so he had to sign the marriage first act which basically held up um lgbt yeah. marriage rights for decades so
3: yeah like like yeah. The, whole, the, yeah the whole thing is like you know people look at it as if like oh like you know saying like it's one or the other and it's like they're, they're, they're both the flip side of the same fucking coin
2: mm. yeah it's like uh it's you know like the right wing and left wing are still on the same bird
0: yeah 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 it's like exactly. you know
3: we, we see them attacking each other in public but they're they're fucking patting each other on the back behind closed doors, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's, it's all the same shit. You know what I'm saying? They're just playing to different fan bases at this point. You know, and that's what Carpenter understands. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, n- none of these motherfuckers are your friends, bro. No, exactly. you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> you're like just like they're, they're they're all the same and shit. Fuck them all. Like it's like. Like I said, the four horsemen. Mm. Hooper, Craven, Romero, Carpenter. And it's like, almost like a level of, you know what I'm saying, like, Hooper is probably the most separated from that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Hooper this is, be-
1: gar- is gardening over there, doing his own thing. He's his own little genius.
3: Yeah. yeah. And then Craven, yeah, Craven, you know what I'm saying, like like you said, he's not, this, you know what I'm saying, he's not really thinking about that shit, you know what I'm saying, he's just trying to create scares, you know, there's nothing. Romero has that sense of, you know, rallying against authority. Mm. You know, you can see it in his dead ones. but But he still has that optimism about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like not so much in neither of the Living Dead. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Because, well, you know, yeah. Yes, if like, you making it, movie- any
1: you're making a movie no, like right. that in 1968, you're angry. And that shows all throughout that movie. And oh, rightly yeah. so. So it's not... Yeah, I still think Romero has more optimism, and I would argue that Wes Craven is absolutely doing... Yeah. talking about stuff. He's just... He puts genre so much on top of it that it doesn't always seep to the surface. Um, unless, And then that kind of thing with his carpenter is just like, yeah, fuck, there's nothing... How are you going to win here? There's no winning. There's right. just...
3: Yeah. yeah absolutely like like Romero, like you can see in his dead movies like Knight is like probably the most angry. you know what I'm saying spe- spe- specifically with that ending mm. you know what I'm saying w- with the death of Ben, you know what I'm saying like he's making a statement right there even unintentionally because obviously, you know uh the character of Ben wasn't written to be specifically a black man you know what I'm saying. But, like, you know, the fact that Dwayne Jones was the, the best actor for the part, you know, then he realized, you know, I could be really making a statement. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I should also note that Dwayne Jones, as Ben, is my all-time favorite horror character. In, in He's horror
1: phenomenal in that movie. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Mm.
3: Like, like his line where he tells Cooper, the white man, like, you get the hell down in that cellar. Mm. You could be the boss down here. I'm boss up here. And, like, you could just imagine that setting fucking wasp white America on fucking fire. Yeah. You know, that that a black man would have the audacity to tell a white man that. And I always say that when he says that, when Cooper's like, you... Bastard! Like he he totally wants to call him the N word right there. You, you can you feel it in the
1: air. He wants to call him the N word. Like it's yeah, 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 yeah. it's it's very potent. Yeah.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell Coop, exactly who Cooper is at that moment, hmm. and Cooper is not right. You know, for for for, for the people who say like, "Oh, Cooper was right all along." Fuck you.
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody is saying that. Who the fuck is saying that? Oh, I think no, people, people say that. Say, Though no, people say that Cooper was right, you know, if they, they stayed in the basement, the seller...
1: they would have survived. But I don't think they would have. I think
3: no, like, see, because that's not Ben's point. Ben's point was like he doesn't want to use the cellar until, like, you know, the the cellar is the last, final option for hmm. him. Like, you know, Trap. until yeah, like, you know, like until like we figure out every option to like to escape this situation you know like let's exhaust that and if there's no other option that we can figure out to escape the situation then we go into the cellar like he's thinking he's using logic mm. like cooper is like let's just go to the cellar you know what i'm saying let's just hide and it's like okay we'll go to the cellar and then somebody comes and like, like hey let's fucking rescue people but you don't you, you don't notice that because you're in the fucking cellar hiding. You mm. know what I'm saying? That's that's what Ben is talking about. So Cooper is not right. Fuck you, everybody who thinks he is.
1: No, I think you it's sort of more that because the ending is the ending of Light of the Living Dead and that Ben still has hope in humanity, which unfortunately is does not happen i think that's why people think cooper is right because it's like well humanity is just as bad as the zombies they're not actually going to come and rescue you so you might as well just go down in the basement and fuck everyone i think that but i think you need a character like ben in that movie otherwise that movie is not watchable so that is the genius of romero right there like it's not It's. i mean
2: honestly even taking the dead films out of the equation um, if you like talk about like the crazies, yes. where it's like that's yeah. also very like not subtle in terms of its like distrust oh. of the government. Yes, yeah. so like yeah. oh. I mean, <laughs> like if we're where? really going into it, like both these dudes are coming from a place of like very much like I don't. Does not mean like he's like I? Because the whole thing that like Carpenter was doing with this was like yes, he's sending up um, kind of like the excesses of la at that time but he's also at the same time sending up like just the idea of like what was acceptable at that point because like i know that's the whole thing is like um the idea that like um like political correctness whatever where it's like people That may or not be like libertarian, um, feel like that's somehow infringing upon them. <laughs> so it's like, no, kind of it's just people, it's all, all it
1: is is people get to call you out for being a dick. I don't know why people yes. suddenly go, You're infringing, no, you're being a dick, and I just called you out on it. Why is it like suddenly infringing on that? I, anyway, that's my friend.
3: right, right? No, no, like, yeah, like you know, it, it's like the whole idea is perfectly encapsulated in the trailer of Escape from Malay. And it was like, uh, oh, no talking, and all this, and like, uh, no red meat,
2: yes. uh, and, and like,
3: uh, uh, oh, yeah, no he goes, freedom like, he's like, of speech. He just
2: character goes through them all. Things, it's like, it's like no women, unless of course you're married. Blah blah. blah. Like he goes like, through the whole list, and that's like with yeah. the whole thing with like when Snake does alive, lot. like land of the free. Like it's just yeah. like it's like there. What he's addressing though in that little bit is like kind of what we were talking about like a minute ago, where like the whole like kind of different. Wings of the same bird where it's like no matter where the fuck you land in america you're still fucked fuck. like, you still feel <laughs> fucked like it's like there isn't like a non-fucked spot that you're in like yes it, like being an anarchist it's like i'm not in the left nor the right i'm just plummeting through the sky while the bird just kind of laughs at me yeah. so it's like yeah. it is what it is but yeah. it's like at the very least i can realize that So it's like, I do think that's kind of what Carpenter gets to some extent as well. And that's why I do think that the movie, also, I don't think it did super well. I mean, I think a part of it also is just that he made a sequel to a movie that, like, wasn't necessarily the most, like, well-known, well-seen movie as it is. It was already...
1: No, I think it was a cult yeah. movie already by that. It sense, was a cult
2: so. movie, yeah. Yeah, but like, it yeah, was like, yeah. The fact that they spent so much money on it, I'm like, I don't know how the hell he convinced them to do that. Like, it was just like, I love
1: it. It's like I when love they made, the like, fact that this movie
2: so no, expensive. <laughs> but it's just like, it's like when um they made Serenity He had a firefly. I was like, I'm not entirely sure what you thought a canceled show like was like this big budget fucking sci-fi film. Sense. Like, uh... what was your thought process and the profit that this was gonna make? Like, I really we don't had understand. 15
1: emails.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, it's like, like that's it's the good. thing is, like, I do think that's why escape mla didn't really work in the first place. But in the second place, it's just it's it, the fact that it is so kind of like I don't want to say heavy handed because I don't really think that it is, but the fact no. that it, it has I'm a hand handed. and it's me- the fact that, like, it's in its messages, it's very specific. And I feel like that doesn't play to, like, the four-quadrant blockbuster or, like, whatever. And that just plays so to a the, specific audience.
1: The messages that it's talking about, because I was also thinking something on like of Demolition Man, of these kind of, like, 90s, now they're, they're sort of in the past, but they're kind of thing. But I think in 1996, I think when this movie came out.
0: Yeah. People Office did not... 96.
1: Yeah, people did not want to hear about this kind of movie. This was... The 90s They, was still, all, don't. they no, still
0: don't. They still don't.
1: No, it's like we, 90s was when we fixed racism. It's when we fixed every single thing. We were post-racism, apparently, or whatever that they thought that meant. It was kind of like, but it was kind of like when the people were doing well, they didn't necessarily need to look at the people who weren't doing well. And that is very much the 90s to me. It's this whole idea of, oh no, we've fixed everything. We're fine. We're at the end of the century. When you've all got these problems that are bubbling under the surface that aren't going to start appearing until the next century... And then people in 96, people are like, what is he complaining about? Oh, so he's just talking about this guy playing basketball um, and the plastic surgery scene and him surfing on, okay, the surfing on the wave is dumb. (laughs) That, I will give it that. It's a cool scene, but it's still dumb. Oh, Yeah.
3: Oh, no. I mean, I... You're going to defend... Yeah. (laughs) I I, like... That 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 is the coolest scene in the movie to me. Fucking Kurt Russell and Peter Fonda surfing down uh, Sunset Boulevard and shit while chasing Steve Buscemi in a fucking uh, caddy and like him, it is yeah, the but- coolest fucking scene. Like 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 see see that that's the thing. Like you know, like I like here's the thing: is Escape from LA a better movie than Escape from New York? Like comparatively.
2: No, I mean, I don't no. think no. that it is, but I think that they're both no. awesome. I Like, I think they're both awesome, but it's like,
3: I gotta admit, I take a lot more from Escape from My Life. You know what I'm saying? It, it it appeals to me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could call me an anarchist or not, but it's just like, I, I like that fuck the system, fuck it all kind of attitude that Carpenter's got. It's more so... In this one than it is an escape from New York. Like it's apparent apparent Escape from New oh, York. Oh yeah. But it's more so in this one. But it's also like, you know, Carpenter just like like I'm just having fun here. Um
2: well it, I don't think Escape it, from New York was trying to make any kind of political statement. I think that like Escape from New York was just trying to be like a fun little western thing. That it happened to like, have
1: the, in a in political future. statement because it was no, copyrighted I mean, I mean, and you it, could get away yeah, with it. Yeah. yeah. Not no, even. Yeah, like no, LA like, is specifically going for the jugular yeah, in that Exactly. One. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like with, with, with New York, there there is an apparent like you know what I'm saying like you, you 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 can't say it's not there with that ending where he just no fucks. yeah it's definitely in there.
2: It's, just, it's, not as, like, just, it's, not, it's not as direct. Like it just like it's more like, like, like
3: yeah, like he he's going full throttle with Escape from LA, where it's just like yeah. fuck them all.
1: Also, I you think when Escape from New York came out, those anarchist kind of things that are definitely woven into that movie, I think people in 1980 were a little bit more receptive to it because they're coming out of the 70s. Um, again, it is New York tropes, but everyone thought every what everyone thought they knew about New York in 1980 was what they were seeing on screen, even though it yeah. wasn't. Like I, I'm talking about someone who lives in Seattle, or it lives in. Um, Like in the middle states, what they've been told, yeah, yeah, what they've been told about New York City is not wasn't exactly the reality of New York City, but everyone was just saying it's falling apart, it's basically it's bankrupt. Um, Ford told the mayor of New York to fuck off, essentially when he asked for more money. It's it's that anarchist thing is kind of and also this is the coming out of the seventies, which was a very divisive time in America. Everyone's kind of more receptive to what new, except from New York, was kind of. Doing, but when you get to LA, LA is one of the biggest economy, uh, economies in the world. Um, it's, I mean, John Carpenter is very much a grumpy old man when it comes to some of the jokes about LA, like the whole plastic surgery thing with Bruce Campbell, which is a scene I loved. Like, it's so <laughs> no, goddamn-
3: that, no, that leads to the bet one of the best things ever. Um, if you listen to the Evil Dead 2 commentary. Yeah. Bruce Campbell no, notes that when he first met Kurt Russell on the set of Escape from LA, like like you know he's he arrives on the set and he meets Kurt Russell and the the first thing Kurt Russell says to him is "Stay work shit." Yeah, <laughs> and like you know, and then he explains that and even that too, like you know, in the scene where like you know he has uh the severed head of Linda attached to his arm, like his hand. You know, saying he's gonna take her to the like, you know. Oh, that's the, right,
1: because he's gonna the, yeah put in the vice.
3: Together. Yeah, the yeah. workshed to like to, to cut her head in half and shit, or whatever. And like uh, he said, he did. He said he admits he did say the line on set, but like they re-recorded it and it was slightly louder than it should have been, and uh, it was slightly put in the wrong s- spot, so it just comes out workshed. You know what I'm saying? And like, that was the first thing Kurt Russell said to him. He he missed. I was tortured by Kurt Russell on this, on the set of Escape from LA. You know what I'm saying? Like, but what I wanted to add to what you were saying, Liz, is that, like, as a New Yorker, I I can look at Escape from New York and realize that Kurt Russell understands nothing about New York. Oh, no. You know, that doesn't make a less entertaining movie. I love escape from new york you know what i'm saying i like i i didn't have to rewatch it for the purpose of this but you did i just because i just bird. did because i fucking love escape from new york i i saw a screening of it in the alamo like years ago shit because i fucking love this movie but it's like carpenter i love you but you don't understand new york
1: he's
0: an l.a boy bit. This is what yeah, an LA. Like, yeah.
3: This
1: is what an LA boy, two LA boys, I mean, think of. I mean, New York. It's, I mean, it's a state I, from New York.
2: I, yeah, like even then, like, isn't he originally from Kentucky? when um, um, I mean, he was brought up in Kentucky. He was he, he was born in upstate New York in Carthage, and then he moved.
1: to ah, yeah,
2: yeah, like yeah, but he doesn't. I know a lot of shit thing. that is not in any way necessary to any for anyone to know,
1: except this <laughs> it's podcast. <all> good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, Carpenter doesn't
3: understand a fucking thing about New York. And like, it's 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 all the cliches of New York that is apparent in Escape from New York. You know, and I see it. He knows a hell of a lot about Escape from LA. And that's why Escape from LA is as fucking absurd as it is. It is. Because yeah. LA is a fucking absurd place
1: i mean the fact that they give directions like because in all in la every single la movie i love there's always a thing where they have to go okay i'm going down the street to go over thing. what are you talking about i'm gonna not get to there's no way i can get to moholland in 20 minutes like they kind of how they get around is very much important of la movies and the fact that it does this with this movie when it's a cut off island i love and the fact that when you first go over to the island and you see the um San Finale Valley Mall just covered in vines. I'm like, yeah, uh, John Carpenter is more of an L.A. boy and gets L.A. and this is going to be a true L.A. Yeah. movie. And it is. The fact that the sport, the gladiator sport he has to play is that basketball thing. i just like, yeah, that's that's Carpenter. This is Carpenter's personality coming out in this movie.
3: <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, like, you know, people look at, oh, it's just it's like a, a terrible remake of escape from New York. And it's like, no, he's in a way in his own way parodying uh escape from New York and shit. Like this is Escape from LA is to escape from New York What Evil Dead 2 is to the Evil Dead.
0: You mm. know what I'm saying? Where yeah, he's just taking
1: mm.
3: or or like uh for what Gremlins 2 is to Gremlins.
1: I will go agree but, with that one more. It's Gremlins 2 to what the original Gremlins is, yeah.
3: Yeah, like where he's taking like the material he said is just like this is all fucking absurd. Let's just play it up. Mm. the the absurdity of it like you know when when you have Pam Greer as a uh, transsexual in in the fucking movie this is you know actually what I wanted, like, this
1: is i wanted to touch on this point cuz this is what i found fascinating the fact that two of the some of the characters are basically people that are being very much ostracized at the moment. You've got people who have Islamic um, or Muslim faith being kicked out yeah. in what's-her-name. You also have Pam Grey playing a trans woman. And even though, well, the Sna- first thing Snake Plissken does is go into her crotch. And um, which I'm like, well, that's just how Snake says hello. But the fact that he keeps misgendering her and she keeps correcting him, I was just like, okay, the portrayal's a little very 1996, 90, but the fact that she keeps correcting him and of being misgendered I think was really fascinating I'm like because one of the thing about the four horsemen or horror enforcement is that they were all kind of um ahead of their time and I think in that case I'm like going, oh this is interesting like you're not just Pam Greer is not just a joke she's badass she's this she's that but because she is a trans woman she was obviously kicked over to LA and I think that yeah. I, I don't know it, it was it, they didn't I didn't quite love what they did with the voice but yeah, it was an interesting, interesting thing. I mean, yeah.
2: does he like, actually like gender her or he just keeps calling her the old name? He I, her, I he, 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 yeah, he, yeah. he, he
1: keeps yeah. calling her the old name. Yeah, which is... Mean, yeah. yeah, I
2: guess you could argue it's the same thing, but, like, I mean, I think yeah. like it's just, like, him... I think that I never... Okay, It definitely that's a fair interpretation, but also my whole thing was just, I'm thinking like... I'm Elliot Page
1: when I... As I cite that argument, how douche-nozzles... No, no,
2: no, no, that's definitely will. true. Yeah. Because, like, fucking Jordan Peterson's a piece of shit. Yeah. But my only thing was, like, the way that I interpreted it was um snake being snake where he only sees things in a very specific way yes. yeah and, like, yeah people, people don't exactly. change mm. so it's like in his mind that's still carjack because that's like that's people don't change like yes physically carjack does not look like the, like what the carjack that he knew mm. but he keeps saying right. carjack because it's a snake that's the same thing like mm. it, it's, yeah it's yeah the same like- person people don't change yeah. people are inherently this so that's right. like I saw. So I didn't see the gender thing, but that is, that's a fair way to see it, though.
3: No, mm. no, 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 no. Yeah, you're, you're 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 exactly right. Like he doesn't see it in the sense that, you know, like you you change, like you know, you completely change who you are, but you're still the same motherfucker who fucked me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying before. Like that's how he recognizes you. Like yes. you know, like 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 you know, with Harry Dean Stanton in the first one. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, like, he, he like, redesigned himself as Brain, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody knew him as Brain, but he was still fucking Harold. Mm. You know, the this dude, Harold, who fucked me, and Bob, you know what I'm saying? And, like, that's how he sees Hershey as, you know what I'm saying? He sees still, like, Hershey as Carjack Malone, who Mm. fucked me, you know what I'm saying? Like, Snake never forgets, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's not like, you know, oh you change your ways, you change who you are. No, you're still the same motherfucker who fucked me over in the past. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes, no, and, I completely and- I completely agree with that, but I think watching the movie now, I think that because there's so much more importance on trans identity and who whom being, being yeah. who they are, that I think you yeah. can't help watch it and you can't help but watch it in that light. And I think that's a little bit no, no, no. aged yeah. better than say some of the other jokes that from ninety six, that kind of yeah. thing. No, no, yeah.
3: no. No, no. Car like you're absolutely right. And that's the thing with Carpenter. And I think that's the thing he hates about his his filmography the most is that people understand him later. Yes. Than they do at the time. You know what I'm like saying? the thing, because like you know, with, what yeah. With like, yeah,
1: oh, thing is my favorite movie. Where were you in 1982, You fucker. That's ex-
3: yeah. yeah, and that's something me and Patrick discussed when we talked about the thing. It was just like he he hates that. He mm. he fucking you know like the, he had you know this huge success with Halloween,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and it's just Which like everyone got, he,
1: and then yeah, and then the you
3: nobody. Know yeah and then everybody else never got him again you know what i'm saying That's like you
2: know like hey well it's like at... i mean it's i feel like it's those wounds like it, cause it's because think it's funny is like as much as like carpenter portrays himself as being kind of like doesn't give a fuck about anything like clearly he gives a little more fuck at least because like that, my whole thing is, like, it's also like um if you ever watch like fred decker on like the um wolfman's got dark no oh. documentary mm-hmm. where it's like that dude who's just like they're, they're like it's like isn't it great it's been rediscovered he's just like it doesn't make it like what happened any less shitty he's like it's like yeah. it ruined my life for like a long fucking time and then like all of like, a sudden yeah, everyone's like, like oh i always love that movie it's like cool but like that doesn't help me now like, it's like it my career was dead for like decades and like yeah. i can't suddenly and everyone's like you made a mistake you made a terrible movie blah 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 and then, it's like, years later, there's all these people who were like, this is amazing. This is so important to me, blah, blah. It's like, okay, but that doesn't change the fact that I was told for how many years that I was a piece of shit and I made this horrible yeah. mistake. So it's yeah, like, I like, I really get it in Carpenter's case, too, where it's like people being like, now being like, the thing is amazing. But when he was, like, making the thing and he lost, he got fired from fucking Firestarter because the yeah. thing didn't yeah. do well. So it's yeah. like... I completely get him being like, I don't want to fucking talk about it, man. Like, Jesus Christ. Carpenter no, wanted look. to be
1: a Spielberg-level director. Like, he wanted to do it in his own way. And I, I think that's bet, why he... Like, but he wanted to be I a bigger don't... director. He wanted to be a seventy style director, and then the thing happened, and it was such an amazing movie, and then yeah no one got it because it was so viscerally ugly it's insanely cynical it is all these kind of things and when you have the other example of spielberg over there with this friggin' alien who likes reese's pieces and everyone goes can we watch that three times and yeah no i can see why he goes no that freaking thing derailed my career and i never quite got back to the place where i wanted to be so yeah right. i can totally get why he's super pissed
3: like yeah, I, I like I, I disagree with that. I don't think he ever wanted to be a Spielberg level director. Like he wanted to be a bigger like, director. Yeah, he like like he he wanted to, like he had ideas and stories to tell, which he like he didn't get to do because you know what I'm saying he was just too cynical for his own good, mm. and like you know Hollywood didn't agree with that. They just wanted happy schmaltzy bullshit. He came Spielberg in an fit. era where he wasn't yeah. fit for. Mm. Yes, Spielberg fitted, and and I love Spielberg, but you know Spielberg, you know fit into that like you know happy go lucky bullshit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? As um, like I mean I love E.T., but like as as my. Great friend Erica Wright says uh, ET sucks ass and balls. Um.
1: You will table that discussion for later, but okay.
2: <laughs> I you love know. Erica, but Erica is a deranged psychopath. Is all I'm saying.
1: Because me and Rob are going to be talking uh, to Spielberg on that, something else coming up very soon, so that might come up, and uh, you might get. It. And
3: and and that's why I fucking love Erica because she she's fucking like just off the fucking wall deranged. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like especially with. That statement mm. um, that ET sucks ass and balls, <laughs> but like it's okay
1: know, to be wrong sometimes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no, but like with, with Carpenter, it's just like he was just too cynical for his own mm. good, you know. Which is why, like, you know, it, it kind of like we, we we sit there, it's like, oh my god, the thing. It's 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 fucking perfect movie. It is fucking fantastic. But I can see why the thing failed because it's such a fucking dark it, it it ends on a bummer movie like Patrick said, like, you know, when we talked about it, you know, evil wins. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean I mean I, I disagree with that partly because I my my idea was that my my, my thing was that paranoia wins you know what I'm saying overall. Paranoia
1: does win but at the same time because you don't know if Kurt Russell's right or not like that's the whole yeah, thing like, we're just gonna we're like, so we'll just sit here for a while yeah
3: like like you know because Carpenter's whole point is that we can't trust each other yeah you know you, you can't trust your fellow man and that's what wins out in the end and like you know that was his that's his whole thing in his career and it's like that is apparent most um, like, you know, wholeheartedly in Escape from LA mm-hmm. where where Snake makes his his ultimate fucking decision in the end where, you know, like, you know, I they you lose, they win, or they lose, you win. You know what I'm saying? So it's same result. Fuck all yeah. of yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fuck all of you. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I, I, I'm going to do this. That will shut down the entire planet, you know. Because mm. fuck all of you, fuck everyone. You know what I'm saying? And that that's Carpenter's whole thing, you know. You know what I'm saying? It's like I I I
2: I I, I agree with him
3: most wholeheartedly with that. I mean, my only thing saying? is, like,
2: I feel like he started. I don't think that he started out. I think he just slowly kind of got more and more kind of bitter and angry as time went on. But if you like break yes. it down, like even like like to, to watch like something like Starman, like he's not necessarily he can yeah. do romantic yeah. fucking and that fantasy. movie is like,
1: hope. That is that movie is the personification yes. of hope. Yeah. That's
2: what I'm saying. It's so we like, he definitely mm. Yeah, no, and I, so I, I don't think that he's necessarily like he definitely like started out where he kind of ended up in like the the nineties. I think the nineties were just him kind of like doing because he didn't, I, I think, because he talked about before, like, um, they live was number one for the opening weekend and then like, just pulled and gone, like, it was yeah. just, it yeah, was, it just, it, it, the yeah, Keith, it became... Keith, yeah, Keith <laughs>
3: Davis said the
2: same thing where it was
3: yeah. like number one for like two weeks and then it was just, you yeah. couldn't find that motherfucking movie. Ever, it it was, day. yeah,
1: all those four guys had for some reason, probably. The, the most with Toby Hooper and then Romero. I mean, there's sort of degrees. But all those four guys kept getting fucked over by the studios. And I don't... Like, they kept trying to meddle. I mean, you see Wes Craven, because he kept working with Dimension because of Scream. And they just... I mean, even Bob Shay well, screwed him over with Nightmare. I mean, there's...
2: Yeah. Well, these, I mean, to be fair, though, like, Hollywood fucking people. I mean, it's not like it's these four dudes. It's, like, it's not like, these four like, dudes.
1: Like, I know, it's, it's, it's everyone. like...
2: It's even because even like, let's go into like even modern day, like you had, um, like Chris Nolan had was like Warner Brothers Golden Boy, and, and then, he then moved. the, the tenant thing happened, and then it was like, well, fuck you then, and like they just kind of kicked him to the curb, and he like now he's doing Oppenheimer at a different studio, now- but it's just like.
1: And now in Warner the Brothers end, is releasing Barbie on the same day, which I have, so I can't remember who I was talking to, but it goes, yeah, that has to be a fuck you. And I'm like, I think that is.
2: Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, just like, in the end, that's just Hollywood. Like, I feel like that's the thing is like, as much as you want to make it about like, the, these dudes it's just the nature of the fucking beast where it's like it, they, it's like none of them care about anybody it's all it's all capitalism it's all yeah, just, it just money It's also just
1: money but these four guys in particular who are such yes. revered horror makers i think it's interesting in this yeah hollywood screws the people the exact same way i just think it was interesting that these four guys who had such promising careers early on who were making really good movies because Again, but this is a story as old as time. Hollywood's never been able to get out of its own way. Like it's just—it always has to go in and do shit. Um, And when you leave them alone, they generally make amazing things. But sometimes it's a thing, and then everyone just goes ooh in 1982, and then oh my god, yay now. But
3: that's why—that's why why Craven was the most successful of all of them because Craven just was like, ah, fuck this. You know what I'm saying? I just want to.
1: Oh, they—they broke him though. They broke him with cursed. Like,
3: oh, oh yeah, yeah 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 oh yeah curse like yeah me and me and patrick uh, have gone on many uh discussions about curse that, that you just just know
2: you will never hear nope, a discussion not about not fucking one second of goddamn curse unless it is literally me saying fuck fucking cursed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking cursed yeah, and it's, we, yeah it's... We, will, we will never discuss curse on the show I don't blame you
1: because that movie is a mess, and it was not Wes's fault.
2: (laughs) No, No, I don't blame Wes. I don't even blame Williamson. I just it's holy fuck! How do you fuck up the scream guys doing werewolves with Christina Fucking Ricci? Uh, How the the fuck did this fuck up? Well, fine, (laughs) but like holy fuck!
3: Like 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 you, Christina Ricci, you had fucking. Uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg before Jesse Eisenberg became a thing, he wasn't even in the original. Since... <laughs> right, like, and then you had Skeet Ulrich, who was like, you know, the, the 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 pulse of women everywhere. He was like, and then and then you replaced him with Joshua Jackson. Yeah, and I love Captain Charlie Conway, love you, but it's like Skeet Ulrich is like fucking like you know the lifeline of women all across the world like you know women love them some skeet all rich the one but, yes uh, but-
1: Except in yeah, six, a, like, a, a screen, except in Scream Six, which might be a spoiler, but he's not in it that often. Um, uh, if you've seen Scream Five, you know what I mean. That
0: whatever they did to him, I'm not <laughs>
3: happy. <laughs> ah, that de-aging
2: effect sucks.
3: <laughs> like, Jesus Christ.
0: I mean, if I you're like, being completely wait, honest
2: though, <laughs> when did like, they when is de-aging ever worked that well? Like the exception of like the Marvel ones where they figured out how to do it. Like every other fucking time de-aging happens it's always some level of awful so like at this point i just accept it and move on it looked like he'd
1: been botoxed to hell like no yes no um, i agree yeah no the um going back to except from la it one thing i do love about it it does feel like they left carpenter alone somehow um they just let him they gave him a whole bunch of money didn't pay attention to what they were doing got it back and probably just went uh what now like it does feel like this is
2: kurt the lyrics that make sense maybe deborah still yeah, yeah.
1: Point. and deborah had, no, maybe no. had more connections than she did but it, it literally felt like they left him alone like they didn't yeah. go no. in and fuck around with him
2: i i
3: i think it, it probably had a lot to because because mm. this is the only writing credit kurt russell has ever had on a movie. yeah because he just he just He's... really wanted to play snake listening again yeah and uh you know like you know Kurt Russell has been a cinematic icon for forever. Mm. You know what I'm saying since he was a child mm. when, when 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 he fucking kicked Elvis Presley in the shin in a you know what I'm saying in his first movie. You know what I'm saying and he's been, you know, you know, just cinematic icon ever since. Mm. You know what I'm saying and like you know he like he had uh, I'm I'm Kurt Russell had a lot of pull at that time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I want to do this movie. And, like, Paramount was like, oh, well, Kurt Russell wants to do it. We want to be in the Kurt Russell business. And he wants to do a sequel to Escape from New York. Let's fucking do it, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, let's give John Carpenter $50 million to do a, a, a Escape from New York. And let's leave him the fuck alone. And then you're sitting there like, oh, what happened? You gave K- John Carpenter fifty million dollars to do whatever the fuck he wanted, and you got <laughs> you know to from that? L.A.
1: No, the only way—well, no—he did get a little bit screwed because apparently the people are doing the the effects screwed him over. Um, oh
2: yeah, and was well, so I don't think they- that they screwed him over, and that they just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So it's like, it's yeah, like, probably, the probably, probably he screwed over did- implies that it was malicious. I don't think it was malicious. I think it was just like ineptitude. <laughs> like, yeah, and the yeah, fact yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Happened to knew how to do effects, especially, but the CGI was something different. And this is '96. Jurassic Park has obviously come out. This is part of the movie landscape, and that's where we get some wine. Some '90s movies. <laughs> you're just looking at them, going, "Yeah, we just what, did that is, the what relic is that thing? Love? Yeah, yeah, the, relic yeah. Thing.
2: the relic thing, where it's like when you have prehistoric CGI, it's a weird time. It's the Wild West, the fucking CGI, where it's just like right. these things, like they were, and this worked. Honestly, it did because I was a child, and it did not bother me. But like. They were like people. I was a so
1: teenager, impressed. and I was being an asshole.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what was they like? They're, they're like people. will Be so impressed that it's CGI. They won't care how it looks. Whereas, like you look at it now, it's just like Jesus Christ. Like so, it's like oh. I definitely think that there's like serious issues with the effects on this movie. But like, it's not enough to be like I've ever like fuck this. Like it's, I just like I'm like okay, like whatever, it's fine. And it they went not what they had. But, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah,
3: like, yeah. Like 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 honestly. This is going to be the most controversial statement of this episode. <laughs> I prefer Escape from LA to Escape
2: from here. Wow! No, I mean, I, 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 I do for a I long do. time. I did too because I actually saw Escape from LA first. So like, for years, I did years. I did.
3: I did. I yeah. did. I did as well. I did as well. Um, and it bugged me out because it was like this is the same fucking movie. No,
0: but, I think. It's like, funny.
3: <laughs> Look, I As think I this got- movie's
1: rough around the edges, and I don't think that I think that's an endearment. I think but I've only seen it the once. Like I was looking at the cards popping up, I'm like, Holy fuck. I mean yeah. uh Bashimi's in this movie, Stacy Keach, Peter Fonda, um freaking Cliff Robinson. Um I mean when Steve Bashimi showed up and the fact that he's amazing in this, like he's the only character who could have played Map to the Stars. Um, what's his name? Map to the Stars Eddie. At Map to the Stars Eddie, like the fact, and I love the fact that Carpet is playing with these different eras of Hollywood. Like Map to, uh, Map to the Stars Eddie is a, such a 1940s noir character. Um, and you have uh, Bruce Campbell. AJ Langer. Yeah, I couldn't think yes. of her name. Yeah. I was trying
2: right to think of her name. Yeah, AJ for so Lager. Long, From people and under the stairs.
1: Like, when she says, they've shut down the government, it's such a good line. Um, yes. But yeah, this cast is insane for 95. And like I love when I love a good Keech movie Keech is fantastic I love the whole hologram stick how it comes back Mm. um no I mean this yeah do I think it's a little rough around the edges yes but do I think Carpenter's putting his whole personality into it even more than I think he does New York yes this is him going this is how I see my home this is how I see the world I love it and hate it in equal measure um, I love how just like Peter Fund is just like talking about the waves and giving all the rules a rundown. I mean, Rick and Meyer is in this goddamn movie. It's, it's, yeah, but it does not feel like a 1990s movie at all, which I kind of love about it. It feels like it's a 1980s movie and I think it's somehow it just I think it honestly got released at the wrong time. Like I don't know. I think ninety six yeah. was not a time to be putting out.
3: That's Carpenter's whole career is that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his movies feel that they were released in the wrong time. Yes. You know
2: what I'm saying. Well, I mean, the like, thing like, I, I, like, I talked about on the show, on the R show and stuff, is like it's I also the nineties the weirdest fucking time for genre movies. Yeah, it really where it's like they didn't know what the fuck they were. Like they were like, okay, so what people actually want clearly are like independent films like what kevin smith is doing what quentin Tarantino was doing blah blah um and the studios like instead of doing that instead of providing that they were like no more spectacle (laughs) and so it's like in the other direction they're doing like bigger splashier movies which like in many cases is stuff that weirdly holds up. Like you mentioned Demolition Man before, like it's in the cliffhanger, another example, like it's still over there. All this shit, but it's like the 90s genre film is a wonder to behold. It is just splendor to behold. So it's like it's all insane.
1: It's like the studios couldn't comprehend why Quentin Tarantino's movies were working or why people wanted to see Clerks. The fact that I feel that movie still feel I still feel that movie in my soul. Um, yes, I did cry and click story, even don't, uh, yeah, what what of it? Um, it is, yeah, they couldn't comprehend why this was working, so they just, but yeah, I'm always gonna love Independence Day. I'm always, I can't even have a soft spot for the goddamn night 89, 98 Godzilla. Yes, I realized that that movie does not work. I still have a soft spot for it. It's, yeah, but they were just throwing everything at the wall, so in that respect, Escape from LA completely fits in with the landscape because it's just like yeah sure we'll make wish wish in terms of horror like in terms of I mean yes yeah, scream kind of changed everything but the horror before scream was insane it was like we don't know what's working so we're just gonna do will this work no okay what about this and yes yeah, studios were just throwing everything at the wall oh wait we'll do prestigious monster movies and like we get Kenneth Branagh's friggin um Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Or The Mummy. It's it's kind of wild, but yeah, you're right. Those movies do oddly hold up. And I think Escape from L.A. is getting better with age because we're, again, uh, Jim Carpenter, I know it sucks, but people tend to get your movies 15 years or 20 years after they're made. It's maybe, yeah, maybe Escape from L.A. is going to be the next, oh, shit, we slept on this movie like they did with Christine Because I think Christine was the last one that happened with Carpenter. I mean, the only thing went- is
2: I do think like Carpenter has kind of, he said that's going to be a thing. Yeah. And I don't 100% think that, like... I mean, okay. But I
1: don't if think it will, he, actually.
2: Well, he yeah. believes it's going to be, like... Because he's like, this is 100% better than Escape from New York. And, like, some day people are going to see that. And I was like... Eh. Like, I was like, I don't... And I, and I love that man. Like, I love his work. I mm-hmm. love him as a dude. Like, whatever. But I was just like, I would not argue this is a better film than Escape from New York. I just... I like them both for different reasons. I think so I'm, I'm like,
1: sitting there as well. Like yeah, I'm I've yeah. lived more with New York. So I love that movie. And even then, it's not still not my favorite Carpenter. Well, Car- one of John Carpenter's one of those guys where you could still have, Yeah, it's okay. I like ten more of his films more. Yeah. Because he, that's just his filmography. I mean, I still think The Fog is still one of my favorites of his Peel, and that has a lot yes. to do with the score, to be honest. So
2: the yeah. fog fucking
3: rules. Like oh, so no, no, no. If we're talking about scores, that's a, a, a one reason why I prefer this movie over Escape from New York. Because when I heard the score, it I gi- was
1: happy. <laughs>
3: it, it, it gives Snake a theme. It does. Like when when Snake is suiting up in his like new cool leather outfit, and we should also note that uh, Kurt Russell is. Like, that is not a recreation, but Kurt Russell is wearing the original uh, Snake Plissian outfit from the first film.
1: Motherfucker fit we... back into that? Son of a bitch.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did. like 15, 16 years later, and he still fit in that original Snake Plissian outfit, which he was proud of. Mm-hmm. And, like... I, I mean, I as he happy...
2: goddamn well should be, yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, they, they, they change it to where he's wearing the whole fucking... He, like fucking neo from the matrix outfit that he's wearing it was, before neo, the... it was yeah. before neo though
2: it so was before can't, neo though
3: Yeah. but when he's putting on an outfit and he's attaching his fucking new like equipment and guns and all that stuff it gives like carpenter like you know obviously carpenter's a god of filming but like he's also a god of music
0: he is
3: uh and like you know he worked in uh collaboration with uh the late great shirley walker Mm. um you know shirley walker like we should know is uh was yeah batman animated series you know which you know she was a fantastic composer
0: Mm. and
3: we are all lesser for the fact that she is not no longer with us because she was fantastic Uh, her score for a Batman Masculine Phantasm is one of the all time great scores ever in films. Um, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Carpenter, uh, her and Carpenter conducted this theme, Snake's theme, mm. for Escape from LA when he's, like, you know, he's putting on his new gear. And I don't give a fuck. That is one of the greatest things ever in music history. Is Snake's theme. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, Carpenter he loves his guitar thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like it is beautiful. It is fucking beautiful. It was like, going
1: more guitar in the 90s like especially with the Mouth of Madness Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, especially with in the Mouth of Madness. Mm. You know what I'm saying Like, he had the like, you know, just all the guitars. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like eh, eh, like you know, I appreciate it. you know, like eh, like look. I love the score from the original uh, Escape from New York. But the score for Escaping New LA is better because it's bigger. It's 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 more pure, like you know what I'm saying, like you know, he he gets into it. You know what I'm saying? Like it like (laughs) it's it's weird because like Patrick, I saw Escape from Light before I saw Escape. And like I said, when I saw Escape from New York, it was like this seems more like thinner, like more plain. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it, like the, the, the score for the original Escape from New York is like, you know, it's more like just pure synthy. That wow. 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 Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like this one's got like that. Yeah.
2: It's
1: it's pretty amazing. It's like I my <laughs> controversial thing. It's... I prefer the score from Halloween to, even though I love the Halloween score, don't get me wrong. I prefer the disco. I really do love the disco version of, Hall- of Halloween Two score. And now Patrick no, Patrick, no. going what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 I agree with you, Lindsay. Like, mm. like that fucking like uh, that, that heavy synthy uh, Halloween Two score. Yeah, especially like like the opening.
0: Yeah, the like, opening.
3: Uh, yeah, like you know when the movie like Halloween Two opens. You know what I'm saying? Like I want know, to take something. my
2: life! Somebody please kill me! <laughs> oh,
3: Patrick, shut up! Shut up! You know what I'm saying? Woo. Man, the Halloween, man, Halloween score is iconic.
1: I just, I do love a disco Halloween thing, which they did in the, in the second one, which I, I find very entertaining. But no, I do like the score for this one. I think there's a bit of a ramp up in it. It's It feels a bit more of a, it's got more texture to it. It's it's a great score. And yeah, Carpenter's one of the great film composers. Like
2: Like, and, like yeah. yeah, like we, we the score were, is uh, rad, but I also want to just chat up real quick. The soundtrack, uh, especially including the end credit song by White Zombie, is- yes, oh yeah, yeah.
3: No, <laughs> oh, like, like I I, 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 wanted to talk about that because I mentioned the trailer earlier, and like you know we were talking about like how it's a perfect encapsulation of like what the movie was talking about. Like I, I love because like the like the, the end song is somewhat incorporated into the trailer. But like you know when they were talking about like uh, oh no freedom of religion no red needs you know what I'm saying and the, all marriages must be approved by the Department of Health and then it cuts to uh, Russell and Snake Pliskin with the fire behind behind him and he's like your rules are beginning to annoy me mm. you know what I'm saying like and it's just like it's a perfect thing and it's just like it cuts to like the instrumental to to, to the white zombie song and shit that's yeah. playing over the intense. and it's just like and it's like you know uh Sneak is back in escape from a LA. lane and it's like you got a problem with that it was
2: i love it i, I finally no I yeah i mean feel- like it's like that song and then like you have like sieve on there you have fucking mm. tool on there like it's like granted it's indicative of like nineties movies in general where it's like they feel the need to like jam as much of that soundtrack yeah. into the film was possible, whether yeah. or not it makes sense in the scenes No, that but is. that's
3: carpenter shit like, that's No, Carpenter's I think, but yeah, shit. no,
2: but like it, they, they, it does play really well against his score, which it actually does. works really, because like, when he does the more guitar-heavy scores, I mean, like, to the extent where like, going back to Ghost of Mars like, in Ghost of Mars, he's yeah. brought in like fucking anthrax and shit to like yeah, yeah. actual <laughs> guitars on that score, so it's kind like, of like, this is kind of the first steps towards that Yeah, yeah. like, like, like like his
3: fucking like uh the, the the track he composed uh uh love siege were like you know what i'm saying like where, where they were like fucking uh yeah killing the like the the possessed like i like see that's the thing with ghost of mars like, i don't even know what the fuck you call them. are they zombies or, oh, like they fucking you know what the fuck do you call them? But uh, like they're what...
2: they're they're ghosts of Mars, Rob. They, the title is Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> like yeah, that's the thing. Are. That's the Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> but when they possess the th- when
3: they possess the people, do they become fucking zombies? Who who the fuck knows? And essentially at this at this moment in time, who the fuck cares? <laughs> but like you know, the, like you know, like when he has Anthrax playing the guitars, like like that that shit, like yo, like. I used to work out, and I used to work out to that fucking mm. love seed by John Carpenter and Anthrax and shit. Like that shit is fucking like that shit gets you pumped the fuck up in the in yeah. fucking gym, man. You know what That's saying? I'm saying?
2: Like he's like he's like known for his like synthy shit, but he's also like there's a lot of like rock kind of yeah. elements to it. That's why I think like the soundtrack of this plays really well with the score of this. So it is kind of like one of the best marriages of like. As far as like the nineties yeah. shit goes, where there's actually like it, they play off each other. They kind of feed into each other rather than like yeah. There's like this weird element where there's like song, 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 like scary score, song, 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 like in like other movies. I was gonna say another movie, but I'm not going to say it because it would be mean. Um, <laughs> but um, but that's the thing is like so that's why I do like I I just wanted to give credit to that because like I do think that, like the the score is awesome for Escape from LA. But, like, the soundtrack is, is also fucking rad as shit. I remember, like, when I was, like, younger, I had the soundtrack record. I want to say, I, I don't know if I had a CD. I think I had a tape. Mm. But, like, yeah, no, I really, like, I think that the, everything musically that happens in this movie, I think is really cool. Um, nah, yeah. Plus, also, actually, like, because we, like, we kind of touched on the cast, but, like, really the cast, from, like, top to bottom, like, even you have, like, um, like, the most random, tiny-ass parts where it's, like, you have the guy who's just, throwing, has a business of throwing knives at the poor dead motherfucker. Uh, Oh, yes! uh, Lewis from Avenge of the Nerds. Like, in the tiniest goddamn part for no fucking reason. Which is actually almost, like, you could argue... That's like the whole like LA thing of just kind of jamming in movie stars. I had no idea if that's what he was actually going for, but like it's it's really weird and interesting and awesome. Like that like every part in this movie is played by somebody you recognize from like something else. That's kind well, of Well, they're weird. all down the road.
1: So they're all just like, yeah, yeah. I'm going have to travel for this bit. Yeah, I'll come in them for a day. No, and you're right. It's jamming it with movie stars. It's got, it's, there are some really smart elements to this movie that I think work really, really well. And going back to Patrick's point, yeah, I mean, that was probably a studio, you note. Know, can we have songs that we can sell? And Carpenter's like, well, I make music. And they're like, no, we want. <laughs>
0: but,
1: but he puts Tool in. He puts like this very industrial kind of feeling, which is very of the time, but yet works well for the movie and fits his aesthetic that he wants to do with it. Because he's Carpenter. He know he understands music as much as he understands um, yeah. The fact that he's going to have a few Western moments in, in this movie because why? Because he can, because he's, and he loves Westerns. So it's, yeah, he's, he's he's a very, he, he always knows the aesthetic that he's going for and plays accordingly, which you do see in this movie.
3: Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's particularly with the, uh, the most Western moment with the Bangkok rules. Yeah. <laughs> <you
0: know>? Yes. <laughs> you
3: know, like, Like, uh, I remember when, like, this movie, when this movie first was released, my my uncle thought that was the dumbest scene. I was like, no, that scene rules. That scene rules, uncle. Shut up. (laughs) To this day, shut up. Like, (laughs) why don't you say we play a little Bangkok (sighs) runes? No one draws until this hits the ground. You ready? And he fucking shoots up. Draw. Like, that, that scene is so fucking awesome. Like, my uncle's a dumbass.
2: Yeah. Um, well, it's also, just, I mean, that's like, because Kurt Russell's performance, I think, is also what sells it. Mm-hmm. Is because, like, that's the thing that's funny. Is, like, I still don't really think, like, Kurt Russell gets enough credit for, like, how good of an actor he is. Because he doesn't, like, play, like, the, like, the method thing. Like, the whole, like, Pacino no. and, like, De Niro thing. He just kind of plays yeah. whatever. But... He's always awesome. Like, I, I've i never seen a yeah. performance where I was just like disappointed that I can think of. Like, all of them, whether he's playing it super of a top, like uh, Jack Burton, or whether he's playing it like Snake, where he's underplaying the shit of it, but he's also just playing it very like menacing and very like cool. Like, everything I've ever seen that dude, Christ, like Herb Brooks and fucking uh, Mir- Miracle. Like, it's like no matter what he's playing, even though he's not playing it necessarily like i'm gonna inhabit this guy i'm gonna wear the same clothes he wore like in the it's like he's just playing but he's really good like yeah there is never like it's like that's the reason i think like it it ultimately does work more than anything and like the whole thing i I think it's also probably another reason that like carpenter probably wasn't touched is by virtue of the fact that like this is a vehicle for kurt russell to kind of do this thing he wanted to do because by all accounts he desperately wanted to play Snake again. It was his favorite role. And so it's it's the other thing is, like, I feel like because he wanted to do it is also why you get such a good performance out of him, even though people don't talk about it. Like, that's not about the character, I guess, but it really talks about his performance. I think his performance is legitimately great.
1: No, I think he's really good. I mean He's amazing at Snake, and he... I think that's probably why I don't talk about his performance. I haven't been talking his performance as much because it's Snake Plissken. It's kind of implicit yeah. into the... He's just good at it. Like, it's... He knows how to embody it. Like, yeah, because it's goddamn Snake Plissken.
3: <laughs> no, no. Like, with, with Kurt Russell, it's just like, he's a, he's an old-world professional. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, he, he's been around forever. Like, he's, like, he's one of those child actors. Like, you know, he's the... Like, you know, we talk about child actors and the child actors always get fucked up. Like, me and Patrick, uh, last conversation we did, we were talking about Corey Feldman. Off-mic. Mm. Um, off, off mic. Mm. Um, Like, we were talking about, like, you know, like, you know the, the, the rest of the Goonies actors and then there's Corey Feldman. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, like, you know, we were talking about Macaulay Culkin. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we were talking about child actors. You know, and then, like, but Kurt Russell is always used, looked at that as the child actor who like persevere and just moved upon like, you know, that idea that all child actors get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? is because, you know, Kurt Russell is just like, is a consummate professional. And like, we, the thing about Kurt is that he always understands the assignment. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like he, like he always knows what he's doing when he comes into a picture. He, he always understands, Exactly what he has to do, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and like you know, that was like, and I can't understand why he like he he loves the idea of the role of Snake Plissken because that was the role that pushed him past, like you know, the fucking Disney kid actor that he mm. was known as to Hollywood because you know they didn't want him for Escape from New the York; they wanted Charles Bronson. But mm-hmm. well, they wanted Tommy Lee Jones and, and Kurt Russell's um, carpenter was like, fuck all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want these old ass motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, playing the role of Snake Blitzkin. I want this guy. And they was like, what? You want the computer wore tennis shoes as your action hero? And like, no, no, he's fucking good. Like, trust me. And then obviously, you know what I'm saying, he played the role of Snake Blitzkin. And it wasn't like you know it was a success, Escape from New York, but it wasn't the biggest success. Mm. But it showed that Kurt Russell was more than
2: just his Disney roles. Yeah, yeah, definitely, you know it definitely understand? helped him break away from that reputation. I was that, yeah, one hundred percent. It was that, that, yeah, that in right.
1: yeah. Used Cars. I mean, Used Cars was a famous yeah. bomb, but it helped people go, "Oh, okay, he can do other things." Yeah, yeah. yeah, and
2: yeah. Used Cars like, rules, by the way. Used it
3: Cars, does, oh rules. yeah, yes, love yes, r- yeah. Used Cars. Right. It like, you know, but you know, that first scene where he's talking to Lee Van Cleef and it's like, I'm ready to kick your ass out of the world, Pliskin." Call me snake. Like, is that not the most iconic fucking thing ever?
0: It is. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
3: Like, uh, uh like uh, uh make a decision now, Pliskin. get a new Chris. You know what I'm saying? Like it is this it's the most like iconic shit. And it show that this may My favorite perform. is,
2: it's like, where it's like, I don't give a fuck about your war or your, your president. Like, it's yes. Like, yes. I was like, I can't remember, like Good Riddance did that um, as like a sample during like that, like the Bush era. And I was just like, sold. And mm-hmm. I don't even know what the song is. The song already rules just based on that sample alone.
0: Right. No, I, but yeah. No,
2: like,
3: yeah, like there's also... Um... Like, I, I remember I was, I was like, as I, I know, I was, I rewatched Escape from New York when uh, he was trying to get Harry Dean Sands to give him over the keys to his fucking car. He's like, yo, keys! Hey, hey, hey! You're like, you know what I'm saying? The way he delivered a lot. I was like, why did, he, why, why, did he, why did he deliver it like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no need to deliver it like that, but he did, mm-hmm. and it's perfect. And because Kurt Russell is, you know, fucking perfect as an actor you know and, yeah. it, and it, Chris, you know, it you know and it propelled him like you know what i'm saying like you know after this he did a thing and then which led to him doing shit like uh tequila sunrise mm. which was also a favorite of my mom um uh overboard which he's fucking fantastic and mm. um like you know just kirk russell is just like one of those actors who just like you know he 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 knows exactly the role he's playing. Yeah, yeah. And whenever like he plays a role with shit, like which is why he's never like bad in a role because he like he understands, you know. And he's just like, and, and it's a shame that like the Snake Plissken never became like a, a thing where like he was a character in the franchise. Like we we got. But- Escape Escape from New York, and we got Escape from LA. But like I mean Patrick Hume have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Where we were like, with Escape from LA, what does there really need more to say other than after the ending of this movie? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's yeah. the most John Carpenter ending movie. Mm-hmm. Like most John Carpenter ending ever. Yes. Like, and it's like I know they wanted to do a third one, Escape from Earth and shit, but it's like with Escape from LA, it's just like it's it's perfectly the most imperfectly encapsulated John Carpenter ending ever with the whole fucking shutting down of the earth and then you have Snake in there lighting his cigarette with the stick matches, Welcome to the Human Race. Mm. And it's like, what 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 more does there need to be said? There you know isn't. It's exactly.
1: it's kind. Of, yeah, it's kind of the perfect ending to this to this movie. Um, before we go, is there anything else you want to bring up about Escape from New York before we finish up?
2: I mean, the thing is, I will say, like, to Rob's point, is like, I do think. Okay, would it be cool if there was like fucking like six fucking Snape Pliskin movies? Like, yeah, that'd be fucking rad. That'd
1: be amazing. But yeah. like,
2: yes, but like, I mean, at the same time, I like that there is just these by virtue of just the fact that like it keeps it from because i feel like the more you do anything the better the chance of you fucking it up and it falling into self-parody is yes so like i would rather you had just two outings with snake plissken being fucking awesome and like being in cool movies than there being like six of them and like this one was awesome that would kind of sucked like so it's like I'm I'm down with what we got, personally.
1: No, me too. Yeah. I think this was a delightful surprise for me. This movie was just like, oh shit, this was not the movie I thought it was. And I'm really happy that that's the case.
3: No, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I also wanted to know, there was something I wanted to point out is like, I like how throughout the entirety of the movie, they portray
2: Snake as a meathead. <laughs> like, oh, well oh, people fuck. people do people it, underestimate him
1: It constantly like, like, yeah. he and then they die
2: system. yes yeah exactly. he's a, it's after yeah, like, yeah like from from the very beginning like
3: you know they, they try to portray Snake as like fucking like a like a fucking dickhead and like when it comes back to bite them on the ass when they underestimate him he's not even here he's a hologram <laughs> catches on quick doesn't she mm. you know what i'm saying like, you know, like, uh, uh, sir, that would shut down the entire planet. For God's sake, don't do it, Bliskin. Mm. No, no, for God's sake, don't do it, Snake. The name's Plissken. Plissken. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He shuts down the earth and he's just like, you know, whatever. Mm. You know, Fuck you all. And it's like, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to me. You know and I'm saying, it's like, you know, People who could still look at Escape from L.A. as a failure, especially that one dickhead that had the nerve to come up to Carpenter like, oh, what happened with Escape from L.A.? As Carpenter said, fuck you.
1: Which is kind of Uh, the movie that Escape from L.A. is, and it's a fuck you movie. It's perfectly Carpenter, and it's just... Yeah, it's it Just it's it's the right ending for that movie. I mean, yeah, so I question it and go, well, I don't want to live in that reality either, but he's not giving you the choice about which reality you're going to live with. It's just, fuck you. And I do appreciate that like, about the movie.
3: Yeah, like, it's it's like... I know he has his apocalypse trilogy, mm-hmm. but, like, I, I think Escape from a LA Lake goes perfectly along the lines of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you have The Thing and you have Prince of Darkness... Like with in the mouth of madness, I, I like that you know, with Sam Neil at the end of that, John Trent, like he's kind of laughing at the fact that the world is falling fucking apart. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we're all fucked. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh with Snake here is kind of like, yeah, we're all fucked. You know what I'm saying, but it's what we deserve.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, it's, it's also kind
2: of true of... Um, like I mean, like the ending of They Live is pretty fucking dark, too. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like the whole thing is like, at a certain point... That's my, that's that's my just,
0: favorite was, ending. No,
2: it's... Yeah, yeah. but Carpenter's hard doing it at a certain point where it's just like... I feel like he got comfortable with it. And like well, I guess we could really argue, if you want to even go even further back, Um, the ending of Halloween is dark as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just yeah, like... Yeah, it's yeah. like... So... Cause they, let's say you never made another Halloween movie. Like, the implication is that either Michael Myers is still out there looking to kill people, or that Michael Myers is a supernatural entity that is now somehow, like, whatever. Either way, neither is positive for people. So yeah. it's like, if you really want to break it down, like it, he's been doing this for a long time. This he is really, a thing. No,
1: he really has been. And I do like how in um, lockdown, the world has always got a certain order about it, and it goes back to that order. The president does the right thing at the end, in this movie, it's just going to end. Like, there's no other way to kind of uh, bring it back to a normal center because we've just gone too far. Which is kind of a nice contrast between between the two two movies. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing. I knew this was going to be epic, and it was.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 like you know, it it you know, I I had this idea, and I was like, you know. I mean, lockout is one thing, but escape from LA is another. I like, I, I just felt like, you know, escape from LA needed defense because people was like, like, I mean, even more so after that fucking asshole at that. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? But um, it was just like, m- people need to know that, you know, escape from LA is more than just like, you know, like, because people have been line? training for years. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, we training for years. Like, oh, it's in a it's fairy sequence. Like, no, it's just a, it's, its very own thing. And it's perfectly carpenter. And it's like, people need to know that it's, it's just like the most carpenter shit ever.
2: You know, and it's like, I, I that's what I thought. I was was like, you could even break it down further. Like, there is no bad carpenter except the ward.
1: Yes. And he didn't have yeah. his heart in it, so it doesn't count. <laughs> That's
2: fair. And
3: and and I'll throw in the uh, memoirs of it. Oh okay, yeah. Okay. 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 Yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Like 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 that um, was that was the paycheck for him.
1: I,
0: I mean, didn't even,
1: actually no. There's yeah. an interesting theory that Blank Check put out: the fact that Chevy Cha- Chevy Chase keeps breaking people, and that's you can kind of see it in the. yeah, rumors oh, of yeah. that's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, that's
3: fucked up. That, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um Like, 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 e- even even so, like, and Carpenter has admitted that like Village of the Dam was a paycheck for him.
1: Well that we trying to get, get to the creature. It's still good. I still kinda I think it falls off the rails, but I think it's still pretty good. And it's my, one of my
0: favorite no. scores of his.
3: Yeah. Oh oh my god. The score for the Liza death. The March of the Children. Yeah. Wow. Mm,
0: it's <laughs>
3: fucking <laughs> chef's kiss for that one. But like, yeah, like, you know, Car- Carpenter's filmography is one of the most impenetrable impenetrable shit like filmographies ever. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, like hey, compared to the to the other horsemen, you know what I'm saying? Like even Craven, who's probably the most successful mm. of of the horsemen, like he has many failures. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll usually I,
1: defend most of them, but he, he does.
3: Like, me me and Patrick are still fucking talking about, like, when we get to Shocker. You know what I'm saying? Because Shocker's going to be a discussion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shocker,
1: shocker. Even though I realize what that is is quietly awesome. And shush. Um... <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, Carpenter is probably the most, like, one that's, like, his filmography is the most understood. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's, like like that that's why we always declare that out of, out of all, all all four of them carpenter is the greatest you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying because yep. it's like he he's the most understood uh you know out of all, all four of them like you know Craven is the most successful but carpenter is the most understood mm-hmm. and I, I I think that's the best way to put it. Great. no yeah uh, Jack, Carpenter Jack is
2: a fucking god like it's yeah. like there's like, like yeah. Jack is like I think it's funny is I remember like that was that kept coming up last October was basically like everyone wanted to do their horror episodes or even like their like kind of horror adjacent episodes to their action podcast. It was just like, hey, do you want to talk about John Carpenter? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. So it's like it's like it's like any opportunity to talk to John Carpenter, I'm happy.
1: No, and this was a great way of talking John Carpenter, especially about one of his lesser love movies, which still has all the carpenterisms in there. And I think, yeah, I mean, Escape from LA has more things than I think you than you probably thought it had going on. Um, because we didn't really go into the plot that much, but it's all about the things that are happening around it that I think is the most interesting thing about it anyway um before we go absolutely yeah Yeah, before we go please tell people where they can find your good work patrick
2: um i mean we both uh collectively uh you can find at chainsaws claws uh, on instagram and twitter um i'm alleyway crew on twitter and rob you can say your thing when he goes to you yeah um yeah
3: (laughs) yeah yeah i am the cinema Drunkie on twitter you know of course i am the cinema Drunkie
1: um the one and only i'm
3: not yeah yeah uh i am uh, like i mean that's basically it at this mm.
2: point <laughs> so, and you, you can find chainsaws awesome. and claws wherever you find podcasts
1: and please yeah. do because it's an amazing amazing podcast you guys are doing so much good work yeah please listen i think you've got uh, i kind of know what's coming up next week but at the moment the last one i've listened to is leprechaun and uh critters which was a whole bunch of fun um, yeah, you can follow me on. We find all good uh, at pod, podcasts or just podcasts in general. schlockenall all one on Twitter and Instagram, and Reading Geek on Twitter and Letterbox. If you want to follow me personally, talk about be on blind way too much and talk about movies too often. But yeah, thank you so much, guys, for coming on. This was an absolute joy. I love hanging out with you guys. No, no,
3: no. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, thank you. Like like I like I said at the, the, the top of this episode um, when like it's been a long time since i did a guest spot mm. but when when it came time to return to doing guest spots the, there was no other perfect podcast than to do it than yours, thank you, you. you like you you're the most wonderful show um like, like like i've said before like you know they did everybody talks about doing podcasts but like when everybody talks about like really just doing podcasts it's like it's schlock and all, you know what I'm saying? Schlock and all is the show to do, mm. and you know, it's just, it's, it's, I, I, I have the best times talking to you. It's like therapeutic coming on, schlock and all. So, I'm just like, yeah, let, let like, if, if I'm going to return to doing guest stints on podcasts. It's gotta
1: be fucking and slopping and all. Oh, thank Absolutely. you. No, we, you, the door is always open and you know it to both of you. So I cannot wait to do this again. Um together and separately and both. We will be back with another double feature. All right, thanks guys. Bye. Heidi,
3: heidi, heidi, ho Heidi, heidi, heidi Heidi, 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 Fleiss. Okay, no wait, more, no ne- more bourbon. <laughs> you know, wait, wait. You never saw that episode of Fresh Prince before? I, I did. Yes, yes, I did. When they were stuck, when they were stuck on the side of the mountain. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, and Will heard his echo, and that's what he said: "Heidi, Heidi, Heidi, ho. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi,
0: Heidi,
3: Heidi, Heidi, flies."